It's 1993, and these Game Boy-loving freaks are about to get mega-haunted. Hey everybody, welcome to You Can't Scare Me. Today we've got, uh, we've got ourselves a Mario. Uh, hi, it's me, it's Mario, I'm the cool ghoul, who's everybody's pal. We've got ourselves a Brandon. I'm here. <laughs> and, special guest, we've got ourselves a Geop. And Geop, before you introduce yourself... I want you to do so, but with your best Skeletor impression. Greetings! It is I, Skeletor! <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus. <laughs> Incredible. Christ. Oh wow. my god. The verve. <laughs> Incredible. I forgot, wow. I forgot about the Skeletor thing until you just said that. And I was like, well, fuck, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was incredible. Jesus. Really, really well done. You got it on lock. Yeah, yeah seriously. Had that set. He's got it on rock. Get it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeff's into rocks, I hear. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can't believe you have the stones to say that. <laughs> Body and soul. <laughs> Woo. All righty. With that, uh, well, hold on. Real quick. Sidebar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jeff, give us a crang. That's about all I remember. That's pretty solid, though. Nailed it. That's like I I can't remember how he talks, but I very distinctively remember how he would yell "Shredder." Yeah, you've got the warble. You had the warble in there, which is what matters. That's the critical element. I don't practice this stuff in the mirror or anything like that. Full disclosure, (laughs) it's just a few a few specific voices that are somehow wedged in my memory. None of us do that. Definitely none of us practice the crang in the mirror. No, it's not like we spent like a large chunk of the last episode like you know trying to nail <laughs> do a it, hone in a krang and a skeletor now that that'd just be silly that would be quite goofy that yeah. would be goofy <laughs> as hell everybody welcome we are going to talk about goosebumps by jovial bob rl stein today we are talking about episode 10 book number 10 that's we're we're 10 years old y'all we did it we made it to the <laughs> big one zero that's awesome. It's all downhill from here. We did it. Congratulations, us. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Guess what book we did, guys? The Ghost Next Door. Now, if uh, uh, for me, this one, there are a lot of Goosebumps books that we've done so far that have kind of gone under my radar. They, they, they don't register uh, to me. And this is definitely one of those. I remember the, the, the cover of the book pretty like strongly but i don't remember anything about the book much like i didn't remember anything about uh the curse of the mummy's tomb or let's get invisible um but i have to say right out the gate pleasantly surprised really uh, actually enjoyed the ghost next door and we'll get to how much i enjoyed it later on i was also pleasantly surprised and also did not remember any of this uh Minus the fact that I believe it was brought up last time that the ghost next door plays some pivotal role in the movie of Goosebumps. It does. We will talk about that Um, either in this episode or in an episode that we do on the movie, which stick around, you know, for the next. It's own exciting. Yeah. In 50 episodes, in 52 episodes, we'll we'll get. So in like, oh, I don't know. In 20 years. (laughs) Perfect. Brandon, uh, do you have any initial thoughts that you want to share about The Ghost Next Door? Yes, uh, I was also pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, I also remembered the cover and didn't remember anything about the story. Uh, I think this one is really solid, especially coming off of Camp Nightmare. 
uh, and I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> yes, a a, uh, a delicious uh, 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 hamburger with all the trimmings <laughs> is is just scrumptious right next to a steaming this... pile of shit. I would describe the, the glowing review from Goosebumps, The Ghost Next Door, a delicious hamburger of a book. <laughs> Absolutely. Geop, mm. what is your history with Goosebumps? What's the history? I've never read one. <gasps> Gasp. That's, this is where you get like a sting in post-production, maybe. <laughs> bum, <Yes>. bum, bum, <laughs> that bum. Bum, 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 There it is. <laughs> when I ask the question, I'll put in the the horror, like the sort of ghost hunter, like <laughs> creepy music to set it up. Yeah, perfect. Nailed it. Or the dinosaur man roll from the beginning. Man roar at the beginning of Aerial Monsters. Yeah! Oh, God. Uh, you should... What whatever the sting is for like when the the shadow man shows up in an episode of the of this two part episode. <laughs> you could do that. Absolutely. Uh yeah, you know Brandon, uh, you got me thinking. More titles for things should fe- it should have screams in them. I want more like titles of books where it's just ah and then, like, uh, surely there's a Goosebumps book that is that. I want screams. I want wet T-shirt competitions. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, don't go to sleep. Perfect. Yeah, that Perfect. would be a good one. Although, don't go to sleep. That is a that is a Goosebumps book. That, that's what I'm saying. The more oh, Goosebumps you want to add it to? Yeah. Ah, the ghost next ah. door. <laughs> <laughs> or the cuckoo clock of doom. Ah. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Are there any goosebumps? Oh no. Oh no in them? Oh no. Yeah, that's No, there good. aren't. Oh man. Oops, all goosebumps. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that entire thing. Yes, absolutely nailed it. All right, and as as is tradition, mm. and we we are all about tradition here on You Can't Scare Me. Um or as the kids call it YCSM. We've got ourselves a Mario who is just infatuated with events that have happened not currently, but previously. So previously on human history. Right. We've got Mario's history lesson. Right. So currently on human history, we're going to talk about what happened previously in human history, but strictly as it applies to movies, TV, and video games, the only subjects that matter in history. I'm nodding very fervently, Mm -hmm. ferociously. Now, as we've talked about before, we have entered the part of Goosebumps where R.L. Slime was cranking one of these out every month. So, (laughs) we only, mercifully for me, have to talk about August 1993. A great month, and I'll tell you why right now. Uh, In the theater, you could watch The Fugitive. Mm. Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, jumping down on that big old old waterfall. Um, Still haven't seen it. Oh my God! Tommy Lee Jones infamously says, "I don't care." I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. Classic, <laughs> a, a classic Tommy Lee Jones film because I don't think he does care. No, no. Now this is a special film to me. Hard Target, uh, John Woo, uh, John Claude Van Damme, uh, Lance Hendrickson, Wilfred Brimley. An action vehicle for the century. Um, Brandon and I watched this film literally last week. Um, <laughs> it's one of the dumbest movies I've ever watched in my entire life. And I mean that in a positive way. Uh, but also, I'd like to note of it that in it, 
Jean-Claude Van Damme insists on calling this 35-year-old woman's missing father her daddy. <laughs> and so he keeps saying, we're gonna find your daddy. You <laughs> <laughs> know something about my father, obviously. Look, if you don't want to go back up there, I'll just go back myself. Hey, if you want to find your daddy, you're gonna have to work smarter. Your daddy didn't die in the fire. Jean-Claude Van Damme is uh, truly terrible in this movie. Awful, but Wilford awful. Brimley... Wilford Brimley is doing a Creole accent. Yeah, how's Wilford Brimley's accent better than Jean-Claude Van Damme's, you might wonder. Well, it is. Also, if you want to watch Wilford Brimley murder some people with a bow and arrow, hard target. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, also in theaters, Surf Ninjas. Amazing movie. Starring uh, yes. Leslie Nielsen. Yes, yes, yes. I wonder what that movie's about. Uh, it's about moto surfing. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen plays like a cyborg dictator. The Game Gear stars as itself. Yes, I believe that's true. <laughs> is that a, is that an IMDb credit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got Polly Shore in it, so you know it's good. Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. It wasn't Ast- The Final Friday. Asterisk, it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got into the, the Freddy movies. That's okay. Uh, honestly, okay. that's okay. <laughs> sure, okay. The only way to get into them, honestly, was, in my experience, was catching them on USA anytime there was a yes. Friday 13. They would show them edited the heck, you know, because there was, there, was, there was nothing offensive in them by that point. But yes. That was how I caught all of them, honestly. Mm. That's the correct way to watch them, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, switched out bitch for witch, didn't he? Oh, they got it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I, you've got to, I think you can only engage with uh, the Friday the 13th film series passively. I don't think you can actively engage with it. Yeah, it, ju- it, ju- it just arrives on TV or something. Yes. You, don't, you don't go out with the mindset of, I'm going to go rent Jason Goes to Hell, or I'm going to write Jason X. It's like, no, it just happens to come on. And it's like, well, it's like, well, I just sat down, the remote's on the other side of the room. <sighs> Guess I'm watching this, right? Right, and it's like the person writing it wasn't like, I'm going to write Jason X. It's more like he sat down and began moving his hands, and then when he looked up, he was like, oh, I've written Jason X. And that's (laughs) when this movie came out. And then he said, oops. (laughs) (laughs) It's also how it was made. Everyone showed up to make like a Julia Roberts vehicle, and then they walked out and were like, shit, we made Jason X today. (laughs) I love the idea that any shitty movie, it was just produced in a fugue state. That's incredible to me. Uh, also, uh, really quick, uh, I was actually talking to Rachel about this the other day. I feel like we don't like we whenever we watch content online now, it's always stuff that we want to watch and we want to engage with. Yeah, we don't really have like TV that just exists, like um, just like shitty afternoon TV that we just leave on. I think that's YouTube. And we know now. it's bad. And we know it's bad for us. Yeah, but with YouTube, you kind of... You're uh, still watching what you want to watch. Yeah, you, yeah you're you, curating. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're actively curating yourself. And yeah, for, for me, it was like, you know, there would be a, a couple days when I was sick, like watching TV, I just let it go, you know? And it's just like, oh, I guess I'm watching Jerry Springer right now or Ricky Lake. Or- yeah, you're not, you're not watching Martin Mystery because it's on Cartoon Network at 6 a.m. You know what's interesting about that is that for this podcast i was looking to see if it would be any use to like look at what music came out at that time and let me tell you uh music was like that too because most of these songs in the top 100 absolutely anonymous just fall off your brain like nothing going on i used to i remembered the time being interesting for music but maybe just not in the top 100 lots of really boring stuff yeah may i say what's not boring what uh on tv a little show called Power Rangers premiered <gasps> in August of 1993. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, folks. My God. We're talking Jason. We're talking <laughs> Tommy. We're talking Kimberly. <laughs> We're talking J- Billy. Jason. I was like, Jason's back again. <laughs> Jason's back again. Jason's back again. He accidentally Damn it, I wrote about Jason and the Power Rangers. <laughs> they were again. filming Power Rangers and they accidentally made another Jason movie. That was um, that was actually the subtitle for Power Rangers. Power Rangers, Jason's back again. <laughs> uh Brian Cranston is here, but he's not Zordon this time. That's much later in his career. Damn it. This time he's just regular monsters on episodes of the Power Rangers. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. And can we real real quick sidebar. Um Power Rangers best theme song to a a a, a show ever? I think yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, it's a very good one. If you haven't um, listened to the full song, if you've only ever heard the theme song and it's like what 30 second form, like you are missing out. <laughs> that the full song is so incredibly well done. It's so good. Um there is no other important thing. Oh, wait, I wasn't done. I wasn't done. I need to list seven more Power Rangers. We're talking Trini. We're oh talking Zack. We're talking Billy. There, okay, there you go. I was like, I, was okay. like, I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, the gang's all here. We're also talking Rita Repulsa. We're talking Goldar. We're talking Goldar. Uh, Squat oh and Babu. Um, and Finster and also Scorpina occasionally. Anyway, that's the whole cast of the original Power Rangers. Um, the Late Show with Dave Letterman, shockingly, premiered. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hard to believe that institution was not uh, around earlier, although he was hosting a different show. But anyway, that's we don't need to talk about late night on this podcast. Um, everyone remembers uh, Big Wave Dave's a six episode uh, sitcom where Dave and his two friends decide to open up a surf shop in Hawaii following his divorce. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's the classic. That's literally it for TV. Okay. Uh, but I've got great news about games. Uh, the top selling games of August 1993 on the SNES, it's Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Of course. Heck yes. On the Game Boy, it's Link's Awakening. <laughs> Hell yes. On the NES and the Genesis, it's Jurassic Park. Oh, I played. Yep, that was me. I was playing that one. Yeah. Oh, all right. And on the Sega CD, why it's Final Fight CD. <gasps> Ooh. Now I had SF2 Turbo on, on the SNES. I was one of those people participating in this sale. Oh yeah, I was too. <laughs> many many arguments uh, with my brothers about, about uh, uh, who won and who lost a fight. A um, lot of cheesing with um, projectiles when <laughs> we didn't know how to do the inputs, so we were just like randomly smashing the controllers. It was only until like a year later when I realized like, oh, you've got to do certain combinations of keys to th- input the, the thing that makes the fireball come out. It's crazy. Bob, it would be a solid 10 years before I learned <laughs> to actually do those. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Hate the AI and the, the, never let us win. <laughs> yes, it was bad. Uh, anyway, that's all that happened in history. Hooray. Close the books and put them back on the shelf. <laughs> but also get out the Goosebump books because we're doing that. So... Shut up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. It's time to talk about a wonderful Goosebumps cover that we've already referenced. Hey, Brandon. Yes. You've done an incredible job compiling a, a zip file <laughs> on <laughs> all of the covers that we're about to discuss. And uh, uh, let's go ahead and uh, try to fly through this uh, where we vi- uh, like kind of describe these covers. Oh, I'll just go ahead and let you know that Brandon's already written down descriptions of them. What? <laughs> Are you shitting me? 
I, I, I'm gonna stop talking then. Let's get a viz. Oh shit! The classic. <laughs> that gonna be okay, so Wait, good. stop. Are we calling this segment? Let's get a viz. Let's get a viz by Brandon. Yes. <laughs> Let's get vizzed. Uh, okay, so we're gonna start with the uh, primary U.S. cover. So this is uh, the classic Goosebumps two-tone border here is configured with a yellowish tan secondary color for the background. And snot green for the primary color <laughs> and letters. It's Boogerman colors this time, folks. It is Boogerman colors. Absolutely. The image in the center depicts ghostly, semi-translucent sneakers standing on a welcome mat in front of a partially open front door. The shot is from the perspective of the ghost on the mat looking down at their transparent feet, and the shot is warped with fisheye perspective. To the left and right of the stoop, uh, it is fringed by bushes. Inside the partially open front door, we can see the leg of a child also be sneakered and not translucent. <laughs> A black and white checkered floor is visible inside. The lighting is well given. Half of the visible features are in cool blue shadows and the other half bathed in warm orange light from inside the house. The ghost feet and legs on the mat have a nice wispy white smoke look to them. It's a good cover and it was used a lot. <laughs> uh, it is a good cover. I like the, I mean, for okay, we'll get into this with the classic cover, which is bad. Uh, just spoilers. I mean, not to get ahead of us, but like, this is a, I call this a subtle cover. This is a, you know what I mean? It's it's got it's what's on the tin, right? There's the ghost. He's at a door. I also I love the translucent feet over the welcome mat. I think that's just great. Wanted to really quickly note that the uh, uh, the other languages uh, actually take the welcome off the welcome mat and replace it with uh, whatever language it's being uh, uh, the book is in. Replaces and it see, with that's that. Smart. Yeah. That's the kind of quality you get from Goosebumps. Yeah. Attention to detail. I did not notice that. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's actually one of the little tidbits on the uh, uh, the Goosebumps wikia. <clears throat> um, hey, hey, G-Op. Mm. You, so you know nothing about Goosebumps uh, before this. They were kind of... They were kind of hitting their full stride when I was just north of the age group they were aimed at. But I remember a number of folks... Ah. You weren't twelve. No, I, I mean, I mean, I think I was. I was about twelve. I think when they started coming out, but it was like I remember a bunch of classmates were renting them out of the or checking them out. I'm sorry, out of the library, mm-hmm. and um, I just remember there were some folks who only checked out Goosebumps, and I was never interested in them. Hmm. And I just kind of just like eh, it's just it's not, it doesn't have good stuff like uh, like the scary stories covers or anything like that. There were so now cool. I'll grant you, oh, yeah, well. yes, no, yes, nothing. Uh, let's be clear, nothing compares yeah. to scary stories. Nothing to tell in the dark. compares. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like tev- that's like glued to my memory. Yeah, absolutely. Much like for me, uh, uh, the Fat Cat three pack for Garfield. Um, is of course, of course. <laughs> yes. or, or Garfield's Nine Lives. Who could forget? Or uh, of, uh, Garfield's classic. Nightmares. Yep. We have or, some connoisseurs in our midst. <laughs> or let's be let's be real. Garfield's pet force is very important to me. Pet force. Um, <laughs> pet force. Um, is that the one where he's built like a superhero? Yes. 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 It oh, is. that's he's right. Built like a Mack truck in that. <laughs> he's got. He's all caked up. Um, mm, Rob Liefeld's Garfield. All that car. All that carb loading went to all the right places. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Nailed it. Nailed it. I, so, I love looking at Garfield's throbbing. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna edit that part out. Uh, or, uh, I love looking at Garfield's throbbing and then beep. <laughs> and, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so let's Why all pretend like get... he just said that and go, w- w- Mario, what the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't we ever get a Todd McFarlane Spawn style Garfield? Oh my God. <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh my God. How did they not do that for Pet Forest? They should have. Oh. I would have liked a live field style Garfield, like but the Captain America pose. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just sticking out two miles. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes. The completely fucked perspective. They took the side <laughs> profile of Schwarzenegger flexing at his peak and they're just like he just stands like this normally right yeah his (laughs) his muscles are just constantly throbbing and in pain Mm -hmm. this is what Garfield should look like says Rob (laughs) 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 Levy. this is what that back cat should look like (laughs) I'm imagining a a superhero style bulked up Garfield but he still has that weird little box that he uses for a bed (laughs) (laughs) okay okay gigantic box just it's okay up. it's just like smashed from <laughs> in this universe is john normal sized or is john like yes. uh john's normal john's, john's definitely normal, normal. john is oh my god that's the trick like in every alternate universe uh for the john's garfield, always john. the, the garfield yeah. cinematic universe there's the gcu uh, john's the tether i see yeah john absolutely john's the tether now i'll give here's what's messed up john's uh girlfriend the vet huh. in the pet forest universe is also a life health character um, oh, so like, that's so other, like, figure that one out. Like, the other thing is that always in every single universe, John uh, drinks cum. That's also <laughs> yes. You do have to know that. You do have to know that he will at some point drink the cum. Yes. <laughs> also, John's girlfriend is named Liz. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Yes, mm. but I don't. I forget her name in Pet Forest. Is Ly- it's is it's Ly- something that Lyman in Pet Force is Lyman and Lyman Force. is yeah. not in Pet Force. He's still dead in John's uh, basement. <laughs> uh, that's an that's a, that's an ongoing mystery that Bob and I have been poking at since Dead Space. We, everyone wants <laughs> yeah. to know what happened to Lyman, and you know what? I think Jim Davis is doing a disservice to his country by not telling us. He came back for like a brief cameo, and I read about it, and it was very much something like, "Look, Lyman's okay. He's right here." He <laughs> came out of the close. basement. No, you can't touch him. Go away. Okay, Lyman's leaving on road trip by Lyman. <laughs> Lyman Lyman died on the way back to his home planet. Um, uh, Liz's name Liz's name in hold on I have a there's a, what I'm looking at the Garfield's pet force I'm looking at the female villains wiki what Wait, okay <laughs> what the female I, villains wiki yep yep there's there's huh. one for that huh the Liz's name in pet force was Vetvix mm-hmm. as in okay. vet, veterinary vixen Oh. I presume it's that short form. Uh-huh. But it also says here, voiced by Emma Thompson in Jimmy Neutron 2 G-Force. Huh? Why was... Why was she in... What? Ex- ex- uh, what? That's a something burger. <laughs> yeah, I'm, having to, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. What the hell happened in Jimmy Neutron 2? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the Jimmy Neutroniverse, so... Uh. <laughs> yeah, Pet Force spin off the girlfriend and the second Jimmy Neutron film. What the fuck happened in Jimmy Neutron 2? Uh, this is a di- digression. Let's talk about the classic cover. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, the classic cover is, uh, as like shit. said before, Ass. not very good. Uh, it depicts a, a ghostly hand reaching for a door knocker that looks like the haunted mask. The ghost hand emits a pissy yellow light. <laughs> is reflected in the knocker it's a big downgrade from the original it honestly it looks like um what happens when you don't wash your hands in the bathroom and then you go open the door yeah it's it looks like you've it looks like a person who's trepidatiously approaching a a a haunted house 
that they know the person ahead of them did not uh, hygienically touch. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's it, like, oh, this doorknob's going to be gross. It's going to be so gross and be sticky and weird. I just want to point out that Brandon Norman, uh, uh, I believe the the person who I know his last name is Dorman because that's stuck in my head because it's a door. Get it? Mm. Ah, man, man. man. Um, there's just uh, for Dorman's covers. There's just a focus on weird things or things that don't matter in the books. Yeah. There's nothing about a door knocker. Nope. Like, not a single thing. It doesn't make any sense at all. Also, why is the ghost touching the spooky door knocker? <laughs> the ghost is next door. Right. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> so is the person with the spooky door knocker the person who's not the Is the ghost returning home? I am confused. Explain it. <laughs> explain to me what you thought this means. I am confusion. Dorman, explain. Uh, the worst part about it is that 20% of the front page is covered with the haunted mask. Yes. And yes. It's, yes. It's just confusing. Yeah. You can't even really see the hand. Yeah. The hand is covered by the text. There's also a giant sticker for Goosebumps, now a frightful yeah, new film. Uh, yes. Now with Dante from, from Devil May Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Dante from Dude, Devil May Cry. This would be an amazing <laughs> book for a Dante guest appearance. <laughs> this oh would my be God. incredible. <laughs> you know I what? would love that. You could kind of make that your own fan fiction, honestly. You can kind of keep that to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You this can... party's just, just getting started. <laughs> now, this party's getting crazy it's a kid's book there's pizza kids love pizza dante loves pizza this dante is, does love pizza canonically yeah, you got chocolate my peanut butter yeah it's all working out see there <laughs> you go arlstein hannah has to go back to the spirit world and dante shuts i yes. should have been the one to fill your dark soul with lie uh, lie i should have been the one to fill your dark soul with lie I don't know about y'all, but every time uh, uh, a certain uh, antagonist gives chase in this book, I always uh, the the DMC one combat music plays in my head. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just. You know, it's very interesting that you mentioned that, Mario. I, th I think the siren music works pretty nicely, too. That's that's what my brain always goes back to when I think of the music from that game. <laughs> oh, man, I want to do air juggles with fucking pistols again. Shit. <laughs> anyway, that's not in siren. <laughs> you no. can't do that in siren. <laughs> Siren now featuring Dante in the Devil May Cry game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, juggling villagers with pistols. Uh, Brandon, what's oh, the I, next oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I was just stumbling over the track name. There's like a special, what is it, Devil May Cry 1? There's a special oh. boss enemy you'd fight. And there's like this I track thought you meant Siren Blood Curse. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're juggling. You're doing something weird, man. I mean, unless there's like a villager who's very easily impressed. <laughs> yeah, Mario, you made me feel like I was fucking up, and it was you. Huh. Well, well the town the tables have turned. I'm sorry. Yeah, I listen. I was enjoying the visual imagery that you were. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, yes. It was playing well in um <laughs> the fields of my mind. Let's put it that way. I don't um, know all the characters in Siren, but I, I'm uh, on in general. 
anyone being air juggled by pistols is just entertaining. Like, uh, yes. it makes me laugh. My, my inner child uh, is having a good time. They're basically immortal anyways. They can handle it. Yeah, you can yeah, just do whatever you want to them. <laughs> this guy, listen, come in this village, you can do whatever you want. Can you imagine uh, sight jacking one when it's jacking? Yes, I was. We are mind-melted, yeah. I'm sight jacking to you, Giop. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, the Garf- it's the Garfield through line. This is how we're tethered You're here. connected. You're tethered by Garfield. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking through Giop's vision. What is this? panini <laughs> fucked up sh- weird panini that's how they were making that's how you gotta you gotta crisp up the exterior don't judge me <laughs> of the garfield um crisp garfield up your garfield's exterior like a- he does look like he's been panini actually <laughs> he does have those those grill marks. as a matter of fact yes he does uh those are yeah we're those are flavor so marks fucking brandon what's the, the next cover you want to talk about <laughs> the garfield maillard reaction yeah <laughs> Pick a cover. Let's talk about it. Brandon just <laughs> left. Brandon was just like, <laughs> no, no. The, the okay. little box that he sleeps in is the panini press. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Now I want to eat Garfield shit. Damn. Now, I want now to I've eat. got this problem with my brain. <laughs> I'm Man, now I want to eat Garfield shit. Now I want to eat Garfield shit. No, that that is shit. No, oh man, lasagna panini. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, British cover. Uh, on the British cover, uh, c- c- very cummy. I have a feeling, if I had to guess, yeah, it's it's pretty cummy. Uh, the goosebumps <laughs> letters are goopy black with a thin red border with shiny red highlights. The background is white, and in the center, a child is on fire. <laughs> With their hands extending out in front, uh, the expression on the child does not really suit the occasion, as they appear more indignant than burning alive. Um, the it Swedish like, cover—it looks ahead. like she's um, using her fire starter powers to keep the cum away. And That's wait a minute, all I'll say. is this supposed to be the main character from the Ghost Next Door? Is it? Yeah, or is this supposed I, to be? I presume, or okay. or are you saying it's who? Billy? I I, I assume it's Hannah, but it could be. Hmm. I can't. I can't really tell from here. I mean, I think it's supposed to be Hannah, but or Danny. Yeah, not Billy. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> the way they draw the uh, the features on the face, she looks older, though. Honestly, she does look older. Um, again, though, I just want to point out, you can't pick this cover, this color for the goo. No, the no, goo no. is a bad color. I it's, don't understand how the British keep fucking this up. Like, I yep. just. What is what is if it's not the goo, it's the text. If it's not the text, it's the goo. Listen, stop putting cum on your book covers. You have to stop. (laughs) Someone uh, thought wrongly uh, what's kind of like smoke. No, it's goo. It's the gooiest. It's white goo. It's (laughs) it's completely not okay. The whole thing is cum. It's cum. They keep making the same mistake. I just don't under whatever. Anyway. You just gotta think. There's gotta be a guy that's like a goo expert. Like we, uh, hey guys, we got a goo guy to come in. He's gonna give us some advice on what to do with the goo. It's goosebumps. This is his thing. And he's like, well, number one rule: you can't use white. Just can't do it. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, well, I'm a contrarian. And then Elon Musk walks in and he's like, I think we'll use white today. <laughs> It'll look great. We fired the goo guy because he wasn't necessary. Here's our cover. <laughs> goo gone. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Funny enough, Elon, uh, Musk's last name is an anagram for cums. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so the Swedish cover appears to be a zoomed in shot of the Which British one cover. Which is that? Which one? Oh, oh, the, uh, the one purple down here. border one. Sorry, the I posted Gengan- two more. The Gengangarin. Uh, it's actually Gian Gongora. Oh. Uh, 
but it's spelled Gan, uh, Gen Gangaran if you're pronouncing it uh, like an English person would. Gangargagungan, yes. It simply means ghosts, uh, and maybe this is the origin of the naming scheme for Gengar. I think, uh, no, Gengar is reference to Doppelganger, I believe. Oh, maybe, yeah, I, I remember reading that, yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe the same root or something. It might but be the anyway, same root word, yeah. The Swedish cover appears to be a zoomed-in shot of the British cover. The burning but nonplussed child is still in the center, bordered by a white line meant to look like it's torn its way out of the cover. The backdrop is flat purple. Bad, um, bad cover. Moving on to the... Worse, even. Yeah, it's 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 not good, but at least it's got less comb. They covered it up. The Swedes, <laughs> they knew. The Swedes knew. Uh, the Japanese cover depicts a front shot of a doorway of a burning house. The house appears to be mainly, made only of wooden planks, all other features having burned away. Through the doorway, we see the shadowy figure of a boy with red eyes. Of Kame from Drakengard. We see Kame yes. from Drakengard in this show. <laughs> Uh, he's a boy with red eyes and unkempt hair. This is, as we will hear, the shadow that stalks Hannah. Uh, the Japanese artist has chosen to depict the most anime part of the story and put it on the cover. Uh, the cover is also a nice composition. Um, I like it. I like this, even though that is definitely, that's Drakengard for sure, though. Absolutely. Japan, pretty consistent with their covers. They're all pretty pretty damn good. But, weirdly enough, I don't think this is the best of the bunch. I agree. I agree. The Korean cover next. Uh, yes. depicts, That's the one. That's the one. De- so good. Depicts the shadow in a three-quarter view. Uh, ghostly hands raised like claws to its sides. Its face is partially pull- pulled off, revealing a head underneath that looks a bit like Emil from Near yes. with red eyes. Literally, yeah. Man, it sure is a it's a Yokotaro kind of day going on. Like <laughs> one of them dang neighbor yokais. <laughs> <laughs> Yokai Next Door. I know it's Korean, but still. The Yokai yes. Next Door. That is the Japanese one. <laughs> uh, tonari to Yokai. Yeah. Yes, Tonari to. Yes. Oh, actually, is it? Oh, no, uh, no, no, it's not. It's uh, Tonari. tonari... You do know why? Uh, yeah. Uh, Dare. Oh, who's next door? Yeah. Who's yeah. next door? Yeah. Also, note the Koreans had the sense to fucking make the goo at the top and the the goosebumps gray and not white. Yep. Yep. They Thanks. got it right. Thank you. They got it right. Uh, the uh, figure here is in the in the background a house burns in pastel orange against a blue black sky everyone likes this one he's got you got two ghost faces the the ghost face getting pulled off of his face and the emil face it's all good everyone likes this cover i think mm-hmm. two ghosts for the price of one it's good good shit that's great value <laughs> it's great value for money and uh the indonesian one is next uh the cover for tatanga hantu has a white lumpy 3d lettering and it is big time cum font Yes, it is. On the, <laughs> Extreme. It's unmistakably come. <laughs> the the uh, image on the cover shows a fence and grass in front of a house. Taking up most of the image uh, is the fence and grass. A spooky jack-o'-lantern face is on the side of the fence, and wisps of what is probably supposed to be smoke rise out from the eyes. That's fart gas. That's fart that's mm-hmm. definitely fart gas. It's poo gas. That's poo gas for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that ain't that ain't smoke. That ain't smoke gas. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Someone shit themselves on the opposite no, you, side of that. Listen, g- kids, know your gas. All right, that's <laughs> that's fart gas. I'm tripping over the word salad of smoke gas. <laughs> gas. Uh, so the there's two Dutch covers. Oh my uh, god! Look at the with the great tagline. Yeah, uh, uh Indie Hoof Troll. <laughs> so the uh, the title for Kippenbell is uh Het Spook Bedebura, which it it haunts the neighbors. Uh, <laughs> and 
the tagline is uh met you in the hoftro which means uh with you in the main role or starring you huh. that doesn't even make sense <laughs> that's not true at all no uh, unless it's meant to be a a, a a a hint at the twist but the danish cover depicts two kids definitely alan and fred from the story uh looking a little bit like their tv counterparts or, or at least uh one of them does. i think one uh, of them's hannah yeah i think one of them is hannah. hannah and danny oh dear well <laughs> that's hannah and danny <laughs> yeah, i'm pretty, pretty sure, sure. Oh, they look they look much older than they are supposed to be in the book also the book goes out of its way which is kind of why i thought the english cover was um danny um to to say that danny is a redhead um, yeah, I was hair. trying to recall if that was the case or not. Yep. Also, Danny in this cover looks like he's extremely annoyed by the ghost that's behind him. Yeah, this ghost is trying to hover hand both yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah his hand is hand, like, yeah. fuck off, ghost. <laughs> but also, the shirt on Hannah, can we take a moment yes. and look at how oversized it is? That yeah, is? quite, quite oversized. <laughs> Maybe this was stylish back then, but man, mm-hmm. she's absolutely swimming in that. Extreme, yeah. you'll grow into it energy. That's like her dad's button down. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yes. That yeah. she's wearing as, a, as her third layer. She's got a polo. It's really cold. It's really cold over there. I guess. Oh, They're wait, both actually, wearing three layers. No, what's up What's up with his sleeve? He's got a long sleeve, but yeah. you can see on his right arm, that's a is short sleeve. Is this AI sleeve. generated? Is this, this is an, an AI, AI generated? Look at the hands. <laughs> this is an AI is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hannah has six fingers. Yep, it's AI. <laughs> so uh, the two kids are in the foreground. There is a big skeletal white ghost behind them wrapping his arms around their shoulders. Uh, they stand on grass in front of a row of houses shown in three-quarter view. It is sunset. The orange glow of the sinking orb of days illumines the area in warm light. Uh, lights are on in the windows of the houses. This is a nice cover. Uh, orb of a- days. Yeah, extreme. Um, oh, what was the name of the uh, the boys? The 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 brothers. Oh, what the-, the boys? What do detective work? Yeah, Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys. Extreme Hardy Boys energy. The boys. What do detective work? That's what they call them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was a better title. Uh, you just have, mm. have to add a scream into it. Ah, the boys that do detective work. Ex- nailed it. Perfect. Oops, the boys that do detective work. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah, shit. Boys do detective work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, shit. Boy detectives. Um. <laughs> uh, there is an alternate Dutch cover, uh, which is not quite as engaging, uh, depicting a spooky house against a blue sky with a humanoid white ghost shape rising in front. It is not in- as engaging as uh, the other version. I like the ghost shape, but I don't like the house. Yeah. Also, I, wh- why did they do two? I don't Maybe know. it was because the initial uh, initial version had that line about you are the character. Maybe they confused, maybe they thought that this book was one of the... A choose Your Own Adventure? Yeah, one? Choose Your uh, CYOA books. I don't know. That's a curious little... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see anything about uh, that on the Is wiki. There, I didn't see, yeah. But... Uh, it does not mention that at all, no. Yeah, so... Uh... The French version, it rules. Uh, The French cover is a giallo-looking affair. We Mm -hmm. see a view of a window on a house, tattered orange curtains billow out towards the viewer. The pitch-black void within uh, shows large floating red eyes. That one's good. That's good. I'm into that. I love the way that it plays with the negative space of the the terror in the the fabric uh, of the the curtain. Uh, That uh, if you look at the negative of it, it's absolutely uh, fire. Flame like coming out of it. It's neat. It looks good. It's this cover is fire. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh my god, this shirt. Yeah, I, I, this What's is that? not a cover. I just wanted to talk about that when the ghost next door is depicted in media, it's uh 
this amazing image of a young punk with <laughs> with a hat flying <laughs> through the air uh with goosebumps tennis shoes which by the way are dope as hell it's like if the invisible man was a kid and he was in a purple jumpsuit yeah so yes. parts of him are visible why does he look and like he's jumping why do they look over. like painter overalls like what the fuck? they do look like painter overalls also i love his angle of movement it doesn't make any sense yeah it's amazing i like the action lines too very yeah. <laughs> very informative <laughs> All righty. Uh, is that it for the covers? That's it for the covers. N- did we want to talk about these amazing um, uh, tops trading, trading cards, cards? I believe that you've included in the zip file, or sure. Uh, the there were three on the wiki that shall not be named uh, that are full illustrations. They look, in my opinion, very good. All of them. Uh, the first one is uh, Hannah trying to pick Danny up, and her hands face through him. <laughs> Uh, Danny looking a little bit like Archie, and they both have amazing expressions of shock. <gasps> Almost the exact same copy-pasted expression on both of their faces. Yes, it's this is the expression that should have been on the British cover rather than, oh, wow, I guess I'm burning alive. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Or, oh, oh, well, I guess I'm drowning in cum. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Have there been yeah. triple X Goosebumps parodies? Don't look that up. Oh, Never mind. God. Don't look anything. that up. No, 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 no. thank you. No, no, thank you. I regret Ador- saying that immediately. <laughs> I retract my joke. A door best left unopened. <laughs> I wonder if R.L. Stein, if he'd wrote those, if he'd have some, what, what his porn pen name would be for writing those? R.L. Stone. Mm. R.L. Stones. Um, R.L. Stones is pretty good. R.L. Stones is not bad. Um... Um, all I can think is RL could stand for really long. Ooh. <laughs> really long. I'll sh- oh, leave that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is great. This is a great conversation. Is this about 18 a, plus a fucking or what? children's book series? Uh, the next card depicts death on it. Yeah, it's just straight up death. It's just the grim uh, fucking reaper. That's a reaper. good card. That's pretty dope, actually. Yeah, it's it's kind of lame that they, or it's lame in idea only that they would choose the Grim Reaper in, in place of the Shadow, but it looks great and we all love it. And there's like a Hardy Boys action pose child crouched in front of it. Uh, this one rules. I think this is uh, the best one I've seen. If I had had that trading card, I would be quite content. Oh, yeah, that way. that's a keeper. You, that's, the, that's the one you don't trade. Yeah, you'd keep that one. That one's dope. And the uh, last image here shows <laughs> Hannah dragging Danny out of a fire, but she has <laughs> a, a kind of weirdly placed uh, sh- uh, expression of shock and horror on her face. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm moving him. <laughs> they have the weird blurriness of an AI image. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what I, I, I guarantee you this is what happened. I guarantee you that the wiki that shall not be named... Um, had someone who had the original cards, they scanned them, they weren't high res enough, uh, so they put it into Photoshop and added a um, up-res filter to it, which... That would make sense. In this case, it's it absolutely looks absolutely dead ringer for the Photoshop oil filter effect. Yes, so. yes, uh, I yes. Will, I will disabuse you of that, in, of that notion, because I did that. It was me. It was you all along! <laughs> because they were extremely low res. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> You, cool, you trickster. <laughs> they look good. <laughs> trickster spirit. They they look pretty bad, but like you can you can see what's going on with them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you're, you're quite right. You are quite are, right because the originals the, are very very tiny. They are very tiny, but you can see the difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks all right. It looks Absolutely. All right in real form. 
trickster is all i got i got another <laughs> words i'm i'm blanking on another word for that shit <laughs> uh little bad boy <laughs> <laughs> nasty lad you nasty lad nasty lad yeah I like shall, that. shall we talk about this book we shall so it's time y'all it's time to get into the good shit and uh we've split this uh, book up four ways and i I'm taking chapter one through six. So uh, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Chapter one, Hannah is a most definitely 12-year-old who just woke up in her bedroom from a dream where she burned to death. Quote, at least my dreams aren't boring, she says to herself loudly like a maniac, shortly before psychically confirming to herself that she is, in fact, 12 years old. (laughs) It's the summertime in Greenwood Falls Zone, and for Hannah, the days are melting into each other like skin off the bone of someone burning to death in a house fire. (laughs) Ooh, yum. Quote, Hey, dream, get lost! She screams at herself again like a maniac. Hannah has a family, most of whom are eating breakfast in the kitchen. They are, in order of least to most annoying, her father, who is absent, her mother, who does not like physical contact, and her twin brothers, Bill and Herb, two six-year-olds who were given the names of old men as some kind of cruel joke, which is fine. I need to say, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have to I say, say number one, say. I'm glad we all snapped to the notion of them be, have, be, having old man names. Yep. The other thing, as soon as I... Put in my imagination a face to these children. I could not shape. I could not shake the visage of like a five-year-old body, but like just two forty-year-old man heads on them. <laughs> these are like these are like trickster gods in the yes. in the scope of the uh, story. GF, I've got great news for you. There is there is an episode of Goosebumps, the TV show, that has that exact plot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Continue. <laughs> no worries. I'm just trying to. Oh, yeah. Who are the name of the Muppets? Uh, St- Statler and Waldorf. That's who Statler I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like two, two oh, just children bodies, but their faces on them. <laughs> I thought of old kid from Invader Zim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I haven't thought about Invader Zim in, in forever. Holy crap. Wow. Blast from the past. All right. Um, who are given the names of old men as some kind of cruel joke, which is fine because they suck and are terrible. Thankfully, mm-hmm. Hannah's family truly do not matter to the plot of this book in the slightest. <laughs> Hannah flees her garbage home and its garbage inhabitants, and it's and is immediately psycho phys- fuck, and is physically. immediately physically assaulted. I, I said psychically earlier, <laughs> he and then said I put she is physically. immediately psychically assaulted by a, <laughs> a mind player, and, and is immediately <laughs> physically and psychically assaulted for her trouble. Something we'll see happen a lot in this book. Uh, a classic R.L. Stein kid being hit by other kid on bike. Um, <laughs> uh, that the only the, way uh, that old chestnut, <laughs> old kid, <laughs> old kid. So something uh, that stuck out to me in this, as somebody who's um um. My eyes are uh, new to the ways of the R.L. Stein. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <clears throat> something that stuck out to me here, particularly in the writing front, number one is something I'm sure it's been covered a lot. He can't write dialogue for kids. No, no he cannot. No. The yep. protagonist talks like a clumsy adult and not in an endearing way. It feels very fake. The kids, <laughs> I'm reading their dialogue and I'm like, I can't picture a five-year-old saying this. <laughs> no, no. I feel R.L. Stein was born an old man. R.L. Stein was born an old man. Yes. <laughs> and has only ever known how those kinds of people talk. <laughs> I have no doubt that he himself talked like this as a child. Oh, yes, and yes, yes. And no other. 
Hello, fellow whippersnappers. He wrote his own comedy mad magazine as a child, so you can guess that this is exactly how he talked his whole life. So the other thing is, this is more of a nitpick, but it's, it's a grammar thing for me. There are a lot of characters in this that inexplicably say the phrase, how come, a lot. Mm. And it came up like in this first chapter, it came up like two or three times. And I know this is me being pedantic, but it's just uh, that's where I was getting. I was coming to grips with how the writing and the dialogue flowed. And every time I saw how come it always just be like nails on a chalkboard to me. But that's me being a little pedantic about grammar. As we've covered, Goosebumps is uh, absolutely obsessed with come. And puts it in whatever. I've I've sussed that out from the discussion earlier. Um, I would like to note. I would like to note. Lousy with cum. Lousy, lousy with cum. This book is Carl Stein. Really lousy with cum. Um, Well, he's he's always cranking it. He's cranking one out. Just cranking it all the time. Lousy. Yeah. This is the the horniest goosebump podcast you'll ever listen to. By God, um, R.L. Stein, Jovial Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> he'll never he'll never guess in this podcast. I ever. met him. I, 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 well, I didn't meet him. I saw him at a convention, and he. he <laughs> And you looked in his eyes, and he knew what you're going to do with his work. <laughs> yeah, he, he immediately saw, this is true, we immediately knew, like, uh, Rachel pointed him out to me, because we were at BookCon, I turned, he was sitting in the, in literally right behind us, at a, at a, uh, 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 uh it was a talk by um, Stephen King's son, who had just come out with a book. And uh, it was turning. It was being turned into a. I think it was Mister Mercedes. I think it was being turned no, into a show or something. Well, he did Lock and Key. Yeah, the one with the car that has like the. Oh, Nosferatu. Yeah, Nosferatu. Or, no, yeah, Nos, that one. Nosfor O two or whatever. Yeah, exactly. One, yeah. yeah, and we were listening to him, and then she, Rachel's like, "Is that fucking R.L. Stein?" And I, I immediately, I almost broke my neck turning my, my uh, turning my head so fast, and he immediately got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna ask me about the cum. <laughs> he, just, he just knew. He knew. He knew what was gonna happen. He knew. God damn it! You should always talk about fucking cum. God. <laughs> you should change the cum, name. His magnum cum laude or something at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not magnum cum laude. Um, these whipper comers. God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why did I say got magnum it. cum laude? Man, I'm trying to work college cum laude into this somehow. Yeah. Yeah, mm. no, you can. Mm. Let me make it easy for you. Just say come. How come? <laughs> there you go. How come? Yeah, Full circle. How come? Pretty great, guys. <laughs> Change the name of the podcast to "You Can't Me Scare," so the acronym will be "Yacoms." <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, chapter two. Yeah, I'd like to just add, I was briefly very mad that this book began with the fake out, because as you know, my opinion, if you begin your book with a fake out jump scare, then uh, that has only established you as an artist in the world of bullshit. But I'll grant R.L. Stein this, he upturned my expectations on that by actually paying this off, so I'll, yes. I'll give him that. There, um, there are things in both the uh, book and the show in heaven and that earth. <laughs> w- you don't think that they would pay off based on, you know, your uh, 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 history with Goosebumps and the lessons that you've learned. Honestly, I forgot about the nightmare until we came back to it. Now I'm just kind of like, oh... Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you, uh, it is. I did. I, I, I in this re- reading this book did say, oh, oh, yeah, oh. it actually functions. It's good. I was wondering why you wrote in the DM out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> R.L. Stein in this book in a shocking t- in a shocking twist in real life 
wrote a book designed around the twist instead of just putting the twist in in the last chapter. Pretty wild. We'll get to it. And there, there's probably an aspect of this that y'all didn't catch. I, uh, upon rereading the first chapter to uh, uh, recap it, I noticed something <gasps> that we'll get to once we get to the to the twist, but. It's actually kind of killer. Like there was time spent I think I, on setting some of this stuff up. I think I know what it is. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I noticed okay. when I re reread this book. Um, you reread it, but I I, well, I listened to it and then read it. Yes, so yes, that's okay. why I got yes. it. So, but I think I know what you're talking about. Um, All right. I was also going to say something, but now it's gone. So let's go. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I forgot it completely. So go ahead. All right. Chapter two. Hannah topples to the ground and it's revealed a boy slammed into her with his bike. After paying homage to this book's sponsor, Dayglow, for the second time so far, the boy is revealed to be Danny Anderson, Hannah's new next door neighbor, who has seemingly moved in without anyone in her family noticing. Bill and Herb are annoying and distract Hannah for a moment, talking about a Game Boy, and when she turns to talk more to Danny, he has disappeared clearly repulsed by Hannah's miserable family. So this book, Hannah, Hannah um, is not a bad main character. And in the world of Goosebumps protagonists, not even close <laughs> to the dumbest one. But Hannah is constantly completely fucking flabbergasted yes. by the notion that a person can leave without her seeing them. Like, like <laughs> it's, 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 Every chapter where Danny just like goes into his house and she's looking the other way, she's like, huh? <laughs> Hannah thinks the world disappears when she isn't looking or closes her eyes. But in fact, it's the exact opposite. Whoa. Um, I also think Danny Anderson is the most I am child boy name that R.L. Stein has ever come up with <laughs> thus far. Johnny Young boy. Yeah, yes, yes. I am. I am young man. <laughs> Here. <laughs> yeah, young man. All right, chapter three? Yeah. Chapter three. Later that day, Hannah writes a letter to her friend Janie Pace, who is away at summer camp and has forgotten to write Hannah as she'd pr promised to do all summer. Hannah decides to be extremely passive-aggressive about this and ends her letter with, quote, I hope you get poison ivy on your butthole, unquote, or something to that effect. She then leaves home and, forgetting her own house has a mailbox, opts instead to wander the neighborhood and get ignored by the locals. After dropping her mail off at the post office, she hears someone close by shout, World Star, followed by a cry of pain. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, okay, so here's something. I know what it was. The Bill and Herb thing... This goes to the letter writing thing. Between the letter writing and the name of Janie, uh, Janie Pace being her friend and mm. her uh, her brothers being Bill and Herb, which is so weird. I had this notion that Hannah, who I mean, spoiler, she's the ghost next door. I hate to I hate to jump ahead of us ourselves here, but uh, I truly thought that they died years ago, like many years ago. But then Bill and Herb were playing a Game Boy, yeah. which made me like wonder: Do they have Game Boys in heaven? Should that exist? Like, are we in are we in R.L. Stein's afterlife world, which has rules? I mean, in R.L. Stein basically has created the Soul Society from Bleach in this, so I have to wonder: Are there Game Boys there? Well, maybe, maybe Hannah and her family are from the early '90s, but the actual boy and the story take place today Ooh. maybe Ooh. maybe hannah has an uncle who worked at nintendo mm. or and got access 
the early access. Or that, I think yeah. I think that Santa still goes to heaven. Mm. <laughs> I think he gives. Oh, that's a that's a oh really, yeah yeah I'm, yeah. I'm with Brandon. I'm with Brandon. Ooh man, you think, that's you think good. Bill and Herb are on the good kid list? Hold on a second. Oh. Now. I don't want to get political here, but come on now, come on. Uh, I have they a follow-up. Yeah, they point. are. I have a question. I have a question. A follow-up question to this: What do we think Hannah's bonkai is? Um, that's the joke. There it was. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's the thing I, from I Bleach. Read, I haven't read Bleach in like how many years? God is it? damn it, listeners! <laughs> enjoy my joke about bonkais. I, I feel like I haven't read Bleach since I was in, in college. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I feel like it's been All, a little while since Manga Mario reared his reared his head. So. Oh my! <laughs> Manga Mario. Well, I've been in Japan for two weeks. It's true. Um, oh, you could probably edit that whole part out, right? Right. I was Manga Mario the whole time. Brandon can attest. I was Manga Mario the whole time. It's true. Uh, the other thing I was going to say was that Hannah uh, is a, a, a lunatic when it comes to writing to her friend Janie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also talking to any other children her own age. She comes off as completely fucking unhinged. I tried to th- convey that with the, I hope you get poison ivy on your butthole, but... The- well, you should... The, I would convey it by saying, I hope you get poison ivy on your butthole, because she capitalizes every other yes. fucking word in this letter. <laughs> Truly unhinged. I got a question, actually. So, so she's writing letters and sending them off, and they're being sent off. Yeah, I guess probably it. I guess probably just go to go to like a dress where somebody doesn't live anymore or something like that. Maybe hmm. I. You know what? It's a good question because I, I don't know. It's never really like. Does she successfully drop the letter off at the mailbox? I don't think so. I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Brandon, what were you going to say? Probably. I presumed that they were that, that all of her house not being burned down is a facet of her like ghost imagination. The rules are that she doesn't perceive. Uh, that she's actually walking around an old burnt out house. She's basically living in her it's, mind. Yes. In the TV show, definitely presumes it operates by Garfield's nightmare rules, <laughs> um, where Gar, where she, where she, Garfield in this scenario has imagined everyone around her and the house <laughs> is dilapidated. Yes. Um, <laughs> Question: Could I just refer to her as Garfield from now on? Yes. In fact, I would prefer it. She is our Garfield in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right uh yeah we're getting a little ahead of ourselves um, uh, we'll go to chapter cha- we'll go to chapter four we'll y- y'all y'all can connect the dots i have a very specific question about some of the rules the ghost rules in this what are the rules what are or the rules? less less a rule and more of an observation that i find very very hilarious but we'll talk about it yeah uh, i'm just gonna write a note to myself about that right here and i'm done Chap- uh, i mean i'm just gonna i'll just lay some groundwork here and say that it's very kingdom hearts in a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah this book is over it will become kingdom hearts oh yes (laughs) chapter four mr chesney is the local mailman and chief piece of shit he sucks his hobbies include throwing rocks at dogs he doesn't like yeah fuck this guy and threatening children with his shotgun which i believe this part wasn't in the the um uh book on tape version because i don't remember it but upon rereading this chapter for uh this recap there is a there is a big section about how Hannah's like reminiscing about her and her friends playing a. Uh, I'm gonna have to say that again because someone. I heard that. Sorry, I heard that. I'm gonna snooze this for two hours. It's a squirrel again. Damn you! <laughs> there is a squirrel. He's in trying a to get in. He wants to record the podcast. <laughs> he wants to guest. They've got hot opinions about the ghost next door. <laughs> next week's guest, a squirrel. <laughs> Uh, you know it's funny because the cat is actually orange um not fat though um oh what was i saying 
Um, oh yeah, the so the po- the uh, the podcast, the Goosebumps podcast. Yeah, you can't scare me by us. Uh, the the uh, there's a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> have you heard about <laughs> it? It's <laughs> called. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it's called uh, Garfield and Garfield plus Goosebumps. Ah, oh no. <laughs> That's the full title. Um, it's Garfield's Goosebumps Con Bonanza. <laughs> I mean, we've already got the whole thing with John that comes. So yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's one of the things we do as a ritual. We just drink a little thing and come. Anyway, oh, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Fully off the rails. Whoa. Uh, we slipped off the rails because of all the come off the fucking track. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> fucking God, damn top. it. Enough. Enough. Yeah, we got a we got a big old mess on our hands Woo. now. <laughs> they should call this podcast "Come Town." Oh um, Jesus Christ! All right. Um, uh, so the the Chesney, um, he sucks. the book on tape version leaves this part out, and th- this part is uh, in the book. It's about Hannah reminiscing with her uh, reminiscing about her and her friends going to play a prank uh, on Halloween on Mr. Chesney at his house. And when they go up to, I think we were talking about like spray painting his windows or something. They see him through the window with a shotgun, just ready to fully blast them like off the face of the earth. And then they dejectedly just walk away. The shotgun comes up later uh, as uh, several times in the book on tape, but I do not remember this part in the book on tape. It was, it was strange. I don't recall either. I I th- recall. They did edit a lot of references out, especially for the modern version of guns um, yeah. in, in this Goosebumps book and others. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's a little fucked up. A little this fucked up. This dude just points a gun at children all the time, apparently. Like, he just does a this. Full, a fucking a loaded, real-ass shotgun just, just threatens kids with it and just points it at kids. Uh, just like full-on piece of shit. Anyway. Hannah finds Mr. Chesney harassing Danny, his friends, and their dog, Rusty, in the alley behind the post office. Mr. Chesney invokes Stand Your Ground Law, and the kids leave. As Hannah makes her way home, she's accosted by, and I'm not kidding here, the fucking bye-bye man. (laughs) Straight up the fucking bye-bye man. Just fully, uh, just all black, wispy, described as wispy. Uh, I think they described him with like either a hoodie or like a coat of some sort. It's uh, a, a cloaked figure, a, a dark figure. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I'm getting um, the trench coat from the the TV version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dre- he's just dressed in black and slender. Yes. Um, a slender man, um, if you will. A figure dressed in black. And is it there? Could it be? <laughs> uh, also, he keeps d- saying Hannah. Yes. I refer to that in the Hannah. next chamber, chapter. But yes, oh. uh, it is oh. is constantly... And, and uh, I, I don't think we've talked about the book on tape much, uh, but the uh, the voice actor for the book on tape actually does a really good job. Yeah. Like, uh, I forget her name. Do you do you have her name? I don't have her name. All right. Uh, I don't have her name. I'm going to just look it up real quick. I was listening to And by the way, listeners, if you want to listen to it yourself, um, I recommend it. It's This is a really good book. We're getting a little ahead of, ahead of ourselves, but it, it's... It's a really good Goosebumps book, and the the book on tape version is really solid, and it's available for free, uh, multiple places. The place where I listened to it was on Spotify. Look up R.L. Stein on Spotify, and then just uh, look through uh, the discography for this book on tape. It is r- narrated by Emily Eden. Uh, I think it's Iden actually. Iden. Um, Emily Iden. Emily Iden. Okay. Who? Uh, uh, let's go to IMDb. 
for Emily Iden. Uh, while we're doing that, let me just add, I was really surprised to note R.L. Stein's restraint by not making Chesney fat. Yes. Yes. I, I truly was like, oh, he's going to call this guy fat here in a min- minute. This guy's going to be definitely a another bad, evil, overweight person. Nope. <laughs> he's just a normal, evil guy. So... <laughs> So that's nice. Yeah. A nice a nice change of pace, honestly. Thank you. Thank you, RL. Just a rude boy. Just that's a rude it. guy. Uh also relatively hinged. Um also uh I appreciate the work that RL Stein does in these first couple chapters to make sure that people in town do not acknowledge Hannah, but that it also does not seem weird. Mm. It's a well done setup and payoff. Yes, there there are multiple times like I kind of breezed past it, but yes, the, the, where she's like going around town and she's like saying hi to characters and then they just sort of neglect her and she passes it off as like, oh, they're just rude. How rude? How rude can you be? This is ridiculous. All right. So uh, Emily Iden um, was Shay in Voltron Legendary Defender. And also plays uh, uh, Maz Scara, the Girl Scout, in Oddballs, if you know that. I don't know that. Um, I will say she did a fantastic job. Only criticism, only criticism is that her <laughs> she does kids' voices. She does y- uh, young boys, young girls. She did the, the twins. She did the mom extremely well. Problem is, is that she can't, obviously for, you know, reasons, she can't do Mr. Chesney justice. Mr. Chesney sounds like yeah, every other fucking yeah. character. And it's yeah. just weird when he needs to sound gravelly and like menacing. Get away. Go. I warned you. Mr. Chesney snarled. He was a thin, red-faced man, entirely bald, with a bushy brown mustache under his pointed nose. He wore a tight-fitting gray wool suit, despite the summer heat. You don't have the right to hurt my dog, the blonde boy insisted, still cradling the mutt. The dog's stubby tail was wagging furiously now. The dog licked the boy's hand. This is government property, the postmaster replied sharply. I'm warning you, get away from here. This isn't a hangout for you troublemakers. Yeah, that's weird. Also, I don't know if y'all uh, picked up on this, but every time she talked for she, her voice for the twins was extremely Rugrats. Yeah, uh, the twins from Rugrats. Phil and Lil. Yeah, Phil and Lil. Yeah, yeah. Is that it for uh, chapter four? We want to move on. Sure. Chapter five. Apparently, the Bye Bye Man isn't fast enough to catch a twelve-year-old on a bike. So after whisper shouting her name a few times, he just gives up and fucks off. Hannah then gaslights herself into thinking that it was an optical illusion. (laughs) Later, at dinner, family bullshit happens that doesn't matter and no one cares. Days later, Hannah finds Danny alone in his backyard, throwing a ball against his house. The two strike up a conversation and it's revealed that they both go to the same school and are in the same grade, but they haven't seen each other there. Huh? What? Hannah tells Danny she saw him and his friends behind the post office, and they commiserate about how much Mr. Chesney sucks. Fuck that guy. Danny accidentally throws his ball onto the roof and of his house, prompting him to grab a ladder to get it down. As he retrieves the ball, Hannah freaks herself out about ghosts, and Danny falls off the roof headfirst. I uh, I would like to stress, like, the weirdness of him not knowing her in the school is emphasized by the fact that, like, not only are all of his friends, people she doesn't know, but he also doesn't know any of her friends. And it is like, if this were a, if this were high school, 
that would be some one thing. But in like eighth grade, I don't know. It's like that's pretty glaring to mm. me. I was like, hmm, hmm. Yeah, friend groups are pretty small. Not not that like many. you to not even know their names. Like something, something. Hey, there might be a twist going on in this book. One of these people might be a ghost. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of it stuff, beggars stuff. belief. It, <laughs> it, it beggars belief. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I, what's his name? Richard Iade? Garth Marenghi? Richard Iwata. Richard Iwata. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. P- playing Dean Lerner. Um, <laughs> uh, not putting on an act, putting on the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I need to watch Dark Place again. Fuck. It, it's really good. Uh, what I so was. Good. It's really great. I, I also was noting around this time that like uh, Hannah starts getting like starting here. Hannah starts getting like weird premonitions about stuff yes like she gets like weird feelings when it comes to danny not like feelings feelings although maybe a little bit a lot of like uh like just the uneasy weird sensations that she doesn't know what to do with and this book begins to remind me of the film don't look now which if you haven't watched it it's a very good um donald sutherland horror movie Mm. uh an excellent film um about premonitions yeah it'll be it'll become um there we go, saying come again. Um, it'll be. <laughs> did, you just, did, you have, did you just say yum? Oh, oh okay. Right. <laughs> I was clearing my throat. <laughs> come. come. <clears throat> um, <laughs> it will become uh, uh, more uh, pronounced. God damn it, what, are we, what was this Discord? <laughs> Is that what you've been doing this entire time, Brandon? <laughs> I've been trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's going on the fucking twitter shit <laughs> i was crying <laughs> I'm surpri- you, you I'm su- fucking rascal brandon can you do me a quick favor and just change the goosebumps green color to white and it's perfect <laughs> uh, and you're also we've got to have someone describe what brandon just posted in the fucking discord chat <laughs> that's the picture of john drinking the cum <laughs> with well there is there is a green border on this release of the goosebumps cover there is a representation of Garfield along with the veterinarian who is named Liz. Liz. And John is taking a drink. <laughs> However, this is prior to the realization of what he's done. Liz tells him, Let's come. <laughs> this is the moment before tragedy strikes. Truly, this is. The climax oh. of the story. God damn it! I'm putting I'm putting very <gasps> very serious music underneath that entire. <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably gonna have white text for the goosebumps. Maybe I don't know if that's if that's actually in gonna future. Happen. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> the final draft by Actively the by the master. <laughs> Jesus oh, God Christ. damn it! Well, now I have to leave the cum shit in here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yep. Cum yep. shit? What? Not cum shit. Oh, my God. We're not talking about that. We're no, not talking no, about we're that. No, we're in hell. <laughs> Chapter six. Goosebumps enters the MCU, and it's revealed Danny's middle name is Daredevil and has survived his headfirst fall off of his roof by tucking and rolling and or being a ghost. Hannah, it beggars belief. It beggars belief. Hannah leaves to play shoots and ladders with her brothers who insist on cheating because, again, they suck. Later that night, Hannah resolves to spy on Danny to determine exactly how insane she is. She makes her way to their kitchen door and peers through the window. She then gasps in goosebump cliffhanger. Um, they're both insane in this chapter because Danny is like, when he fakes his death and lands on his feet from the roof, right? She's freaking out. And the entire time he just begins grinning increasingly widely and like doesn't say anything. Like <laughs> she's like, you could have died. And he's just like smiling yeah. like a fucking psychopath. Um, also, uh, Bill and Herb appear in this chapter, an unfortunate return, and they want to play shoots and ladders, which is again, R.L. Stein has never been a child because no child born after the year 1953 wanted to do that. You know, <laughs> no, no one's like, let's play shoots and ladders. No one does that in 93. Can't play stick and hoop. Can't play <laughs> shoots and ladders. What do kids do these days? In 93, they canonically have game boys. They do not need to play shoots and ladders. <laughs> Funny thing. I always preferred sliding down the snakes to climbing up the ladders. That's a quote. Uh, from Night of the Demon. Great movie. Excellent movie. Um, and the UK Shoots and Ladders is Snakes and Ladders, which is a better name for a game. Yeah, way more um, interesting. I feel yeah. like kids don't really do... I don't know. Kids, let, let us know. Mail mail in. <laughs> right in. <laughs> hey, k- hey, gang, right in. <laughs> right in and let us know. Do you think... Do you know... Did you know what a shoot is? Yeah. Like, uh, that's why you should say Snakes and Ladders. Snakes, like, that makes sense. I don't know what a fucking snake is. I feel like it, like I think that that's one of those words that's like it's like vestigial and it's going to like kind of fall off at some point in the future. Like I don't know yes. anyone who's who's saying the word shoot. <laughs> like C H U T E. At some point don't they describe what Danny's house is? They describe what kind of house he has. I think so. And I thought why are you putting this here because children absolutely do not know what that means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a modern red brick erection of Queen Anne's time. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't it a um uh, it's a redwood ranch style house. <laughs> as if 12-year-olds know what that means. Might as well be talking about the fucking mortgage RL. Kids don't give a shit. Kids at home, kids at home going that's the style they're going with. Jeez, I figure they kind of clash with everything else going on in the neighborhood. <laughs> Oh, what are, what are the the colors in their kitchen? Mauve? Oh, fucking mauve. Philistines. An avocado bath, probably. Uh, um, carpeted kitchen, absolutely. To think. To think, to think, to think. So yeah, that's my that's my section. All done. Uh, that's it for me. The end of that chapter is her putting her face against the window of Danny's kitchen. Yes. <laughs> which is like, again, people don't do that, Hannah. <laughs> like, you can't do this. Is it my turn now? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, yes, I just, it is. Yeah, oh, I, I just said. I, was, I just tried. To, I remember which chapters I did. I did the next weird chapters until <laughs> I stopped doing them. Uh, I did a number of chapters beginning with six and ending with a number. They're beginning with seven and ending with a number I don't remember. Um, okay, so here we go. Surprise! People live at homes. Hannah comes face to face with Danny, who behaves shockingly graciously. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so visual jokes happening. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> 
Snow White's face is pressed agonizingly against the, ga- the glass. Um, I'm going to have to post all of these pictures on yep, Twitter. Yep, and you sure just, are. Y'all. Contextless. Contextless. <laughs> yes, contextless. Just for, for a nice fun time, go to YCSM pod on Twitter and you will see exactly all of the pictures that we're talking about. It is, but for uh, for the context uh, of this podcast, for right now, it is Snow White pressing her face against the <laughs> fucking glass and doing that thing where she moves her face down so her nose is going all the way up and flaring her nostrils. It's very funny. Um, uh, that's exactly what it's like. So uh, uh, I'll get back on track here. Okay, Hannah comes face-to-face with Danny, who behaves shockingly graciously for discovering a strange girl at his window, going so far as to offer her some of his mom's dinner. (laughs) Hannah leaves, having learned the valuable lesson that she needs to get better at stalking people. (laughs) A a mostly pointless chapter ensues as Hannah attempts and fails to follow Danny, and Arlstein, one, remembers Janie exists by suggesting she'd be a good spy, two, insinuates uh, that dogs can see ghosts, a dog reacts to Hannah as she passes by, Three, uh, describes a perfectly normal town. <laughs> Finally, the hooded figure appears and floats after Hannah, um, reaching out after her and knocking her off her bike um, because R.L. Stein remembered he was writing a horror novel. I have a theory that R.L. Stein in this book basically added the hooded figure exclusively because someone at Scholastic was like, uh, um, Robert... Lewis Stein, this is not an especially scary Goosebumps book. And he was like, ah, hmm, hmm. okay, I'll put a, a Heartless in it um, from <laughs> from Kingdom Hearts that hasn't been made yet. Um, because it certainly appears every point in the book where the action has um, paused for a while. Yes, it's definitely it's me, the specter of the story, here to push the <laughs> plot forward. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I see you don't have a cliffhanger for this chapter. Mind if I butt in? <laughs> well, here I am. I see someone needs a cliffhanger. Um, any further thoughts on chapter seven? Nope, not from me. Um, dogs can see them, so this might play by quantum leap rules. Oh, Continue. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's very clearly established the dog does react to Hannah, and that, thus far, besides Danny, is the only thing in this book that we know is alive that reacts to her, so... The uh, the rules of this world are pretty interesting, uh, especially the Kingdom Hearts rules, but uh, dogs can see them, uh, and also maybe they can vote. Dogs might be able to vote in this world, that's possible. I think they should be able to, if they can see ghosts. I'm gonna have to say no. I don't think they you know should be allowed to. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. But I, just, I just have to get that off my chest before we go okay. further. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so chapter eight. Um, before we get too political. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's um, no rule that says the dog can't vote. In perhaps our first <laughs> true fake out chapter ending of this book, Hannah looks up to find the shadowy figure has been replaced with Danny. Uh, Danny is helpful and concerned, having just watched Hannah. Uh, basically beef it off of her bike. (laughs) Uh, But Hannah will not stop asking if he saw the shadow guy, uh, which he repeatedly establishes he did not. It's a very bad conversation. (laughs) Um, Having fully descended into madness, Hannah writes an unhinged letter to Janie, who still exists. (laughs) Hannah reveals that she thinks Danny is a ghost and includes dubious evidence, but has stopped from mailing her very sad letter to Danny, who somehow knows what she's written. 
but actually this is another obvious dream. Um, uh, yes. D- uh, if you thought Janie's last letter was um, wild, this one is absolutely fucking crazy pants. Like, it, she's describing Janie abandoning her. Uh, she gets real mean. She says that she hopes she falls in the lake and drowns. Mm. Uh, she hopes she gets bitten by a snake and her entire body spells up. Oh, so basically, um, the other character from the previous book. Uh. Yeah, that. Yeah, yep. I mean, um, we're t- honestly, when you talked about the body swelling up, since we talked about it earlier, my brain just snapped back to Friday Thirteenth because that's what happened to Jason, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, basically, we, for all we know, Janie currently haunts Camp Crystal Lake in this world. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. Um. I also felt like, you know, when you realize that, like, Hannah, when you know the twist, uh, but even if you don't, this is kind of sad. Like, Hannah's, like, writing these letters to her friend who's not responding, and, like, it's very lonely, this story, you know? I was expecting something to happen with Janie, but, yeah, spoilers, it it never does. Like, we don't know. No. That's... She's... I think she's just moved on. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. She's in high school at this point, or actually in college. Honestly, I've got this weird mental through line where I'd like to think that this is many decades later. Maybe Janie still is the same address. Maybe she's taken up ownership of the house. All of a sudden, she starts getting um, letters from a long dead childhood friend saying, <laughs> I hope you get poison ivy on your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I was I was Jamie's waiting for a, a one of the trauma characters. trauma like yeah. a, a way to to do this would have been like you know uh, have one of the the ladies like ignoring um, Hannah who who they call like Mrs whatever Quincy and then yeah. it's revealed that it's it, you know it's Janie, it's Janie this who is got a, it's married yeah. oh yeah if if Arlstein wanted to pull a gun buster and have Janie have actively age um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah as this goes on yeah that would be kind of wild. <laughs> Um, and even more depressing, God. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a good <laughs> like, thing that <laughs> you don't want. Uh, I mean, like, what I felt reading this was, like, that there's moments like this chapter where this is surprisingly, like, bleak and and sad to think about, like, the reality of this, in the same way that it's sad to think about Garfield having made up John and Odie <laughs> yeah. and Nermal and living alone in an abandoned house. Like, it's quite sad to think about that. <laughs> so, in the same way that Garfield makes me feel sad, Hannah also does. <laughs> and uh, while we're on the topic, real quick, um, oh. R.L. Stein uh, is uh, quoted as is saying... That this is the saddest, in his opinion, this is the saddest Goosebumps book. I would say that's accurate Ooh. thus far. I, I can't hmm. imagine a sadder one. Yeah. Um, like, this is, uh, like, I, I think it just being from Hannah's perspective and her describing, like, how lonely and depressed she feels all summer, you know. Yeah, and how the days are, like, melting together and, like. Yeah, like, time seems to lose meaning. And, like, I can relate to that. Like, and, you know, having lonely summers, those feel pretty bad. Yeah. But, like. Like to then think about the fact that she's doing this eternally. Yeah. Like, like, um, it's kind of anyway depressing. Yeah. Anyway, kind of, kind of depressing. Um, just like if Garfield did not, in fact, live with John Arbuckle, but instead was imagining him mm-hmm. and lived alone in an abandoned house, we'd all agree that's quite sad. Anyway, um, it begs the question why Garfield is dreaming of John drinking cum, but whatever. <laughs> 
Um, uh, I I dream of creamy. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, next chapter, whatever chapter it is, I don't nine. I don't know. Um, amazing. Hannah was asleep. Incredible. But she, but somehow she still wrote the letter. It's not established where she falls asleep in this part. Like you know, that's yeah, yeah. It's unclear where in the writing of the letter she falls asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Hannah believes that her dream was prophetic, so she is going to find out Danny's deal or die trying. <laughs> Step one of this dangerous plan, go get ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah walks to Danny's house at night to ask him out and sees uh, his mom sitting in the kitchen. Hannah slams on the door and yells like a psychopath, and yet his mom is ir- irresponsive. Is unresponsive, I should say. Irresponsible. Um, <laughs> and yet his mom is unresponsive. Could she also be a ghost? Absolutely. Or could it be, maybe, the normal reaction of not wanting to open the door when a psychotic child begins screaming at it? <laughs> it's like a clock where all of the, the times are replaced with ghost. What time is it? Ghost o'clock. It's a fu- fucking ghost o'clock. Chapter 10. That comes right after nine. Um, Hannah comes to the rational conclusion that because Danny's mom won't react to her, she must be a ghost and therefore not real, which gets into some very deep philosophical questions about what is or isn't real. Uh, But anyway, enough of that. Ice cream time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hannah goes home and attempts to tell her parents about ghosts, but they just want to drink Diet Coke. Hannah gets $5, (gasps) noting that, uh, and goes into town. It's an empty, quote-unquote, hick town. I doubt that, highly, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but, the ice, but the ice cream par- parlor, at least, is open late. She sees Danny and Co. run out and is subsequently knocked down. Oh, no. It's like the third, fourth time she's been knocked down so far. <laughs> yes, she just keeps getting knocked down. It's, but she gets back up again, as um, Chumbawamba would say. <laughs> um, the prophet Chumbawamba. So this also raises some questions. So one, ghosts are not real apparently in this world but like ghosts are quote-unquote not real but they are a thing which so the rules there are interesting but then also i don't yet know why ghosts are bad you know what i mean like i i don't know why it's bad that they're ghosts in hannah's mind Hmm. well i guess that's for you know it's a typical thing with kids too i mean a kid will hear about a ghost story and just immediately be like oh you mean you died and there's something that is left over after you're dead? Oh, I am afraid of that. I'll I would just I would just cite uh the musician Rocky Elmore and note that if you have ghosts, you have everything. Um I think this uh to your point though, I think that this story in particular does a fantastic job of asking that question and getting kids to be like, "Oh, I wonder what it would be like to be a ghost. Uh, this is a ghost rehabilitation story. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 rehabilitating the image of ghosts for children. This is a uh, ghost propaganda. <laughs> this is this is you are uh, polterganda. 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 Uh, chapter eleven. This girl cannot stop getting bumped into. Nope. <laughs> Turns out Danny and Co. stole some ice cream from the from Mister Harder, who complains about kids these days, society, etc. Hannah fears that Danny might be arrested, which, uh, <laughs> the 90s, <laughs> when that was the uh, most uh, dangerous thing the police might do to you. Um, anywho, feeling distressed for some reason, Hannah looks for Danny and hides when finding him. Danny is uh, eating ice cream with his um, hilarious friends, Alan and Fred, who joke, 
about going back to steal more ice cream <laughs> and all but call Danny a pussy. Peer pressure themes? I don't know. Um, suddenly, headlights. Could it be the cops? Almost certainly not. <laughs> um, there, I do feel like there's some pretty heavy um, peer pressure stuff as this book goes on. Uh, I, it's not subtle, I wouldn't say, you know, but like there are several scenes of peers literally pressuring Danny into doing crimes. Um, yeah, I feel like that will happen no matter what if you just have shitty friends. Like, and, uh, and these kids are shitty. Yes, yes. <laughs> Danny is a precious boy. He wouldn't hurt a soul. Um, his his friends, even though they were introduced as the the dog owners of Mister Chesney's, yeah, movie, yeah, as the victims yeah, in this scenario, suddenly they're they're yeah now they're giant pieces of shit who are just like stealing shit and like daring Danny to do awful shit. So they they are uh, grade school summer friends. They are friends you have in the summer because there's no one else around. Yeah. Uh, and the in the fall you ditch them um, because they're your summer friends. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter twelve. Wow, the car was just a random old dude. Okay, turns out the guys have stopped in Chesney's. Remember him? Driveway. Uh, continuing to suck. Alan and Fred make fun of his objectively cool handmade mailbox. Uh, then. Uh, uh, they encourage Danny to steal the ma- mailbox and remind him of his claim that he, quote, never turns down a dare. Uh, Hannah tries to intervene, but uh, I can't read the word I've written. Oh, but a shadow envelops her. Ah ha ha. Ah ha ha. Oh my god, is that and the, I think that's the end of my chapters? That, that's, that's what he sounds like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that the end of my chapters? Did I end I be- on a cliffhanger? I believe yes, so. I, did. I believe we split them up uh, in by six. Perfectly into that moment. So yeah, um, the mailbox that Chesney has is like a carved swan in flight. I think that's dope as hell. The guy sucks, but his mailbox is cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird that it's not anchored in cement. Yeah, yeah it is weird. It's kind of like weird. oh, if you, it, I mean, it's one thing to be like oh, well, if it breaks, how do you fix it? But also, it's just like well, it's people are going to steal it if it's a very nice mailbox. So it's just like. I'm surprised they pull it out. <laughs> you would think that if you were a huge asshole, you would probably anchor your mailbox because for mm-hmm. one thing, if you are one, the kind of asshole that points shotguns at children uh, and two, have an extremely objectively cool, elaborate mailbox, those two things are going to be in conflict uh, pretty much right off the bat. I would think I would agree. Yeah. I think that you're right. <laughs> I think you're I right. Think Thank you're you. Right. I think Brandon had the next. Uh, yes. I- uh, give me just one second. You're the f- Are you still making the compliment? The finishing touches. If listeners, if you wonder why Brandon's been suspiciously silent, <laughs> <laughs> because he's crafting a masterwork. It's because I'm very nice. I'm a nice boy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Hang on. I just keep looking at Snow White's face in the yes. Discord <laughs> chat. I'm, I'm just staring at it. I mean, she's staring, <laughs> staring at something. <laughs> God damn it! It's so. Uh, is this the book with it has the com stuff? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, uh, I was downloading fonts. I was doing research. So much research. <laughs> There's a wiki uh, for all of the fonts used in Goosebumps. This is a. Uh, even though it is on the wiki that shall not be named. Very useful stuff. Oh, is that the straight up Goosebumps font? 
There's several things. Oh. Yes, that's one of them is the straight up Goosebumps is font. Is it called Goosebumps font or does it have a fancy name? It's called cum, would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's called Liquify. Liquify? And the, uh, Interesting. Yeah, and, and the uh, book titles are Futura Condensed Medium. Uh, of course it's Futura. Uh, my favorite medium. Yes, so... Uh, back to uh, the, the task for which uh, we all had gathered here. <laughs> um, before we move on and before I get into my uh, chapters, Bob. Yes. Uh, I think that you sort of flew over a pretty important bit of the book in your intro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hannah's brothers uh, give like a little diatribe about the Game Boy. Didn't you think it was weirdly long? Maybe you just skipped over. I I, I, uh, I, I have a problem with um, paying attention to uh, things in general. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I might have uh, skipped over that. D did you want to read it? Sure. Um, it's pretty important, so I'm just going to read it verbatim. Sure. Yeah, we need the context. Yeah. One of Hannah's brothers, the old man kid named Bill, <laughs> comes out to the back porch while Hannah is sitting there. Hannah, Hannah, Herb won't give me back my Game Boy. Bill stood on the back stoop, leaning against the open screen door. I was playing Super Mario Land 2, Bill said. Super Mario Land 2 is pretty easygoing and free-flowing, <laughs> as you're welcome to visit the game's six different zones and pursue the lost golden coins in any order you choose, Bill continued. All the stages are united by one big overall hub world that's full of fun details and personality, like the giant turtle that eats you to send you down to the water zone, or the magic hills that shrink Mario down to tiny size so he can enter the microscopic macro zone, or the zone that simply takes place inside a gigantic robotic Mario, Bill leaned towards Hannah conspiratorially. <laughs> that one's called the Mario Zone. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. That's that's a lot of a. Uh, that's that's like yeah. That's oh, it's like two pages. <laughs> I see why. Maybe they took it out of the audiobook. <laughs> the pages were stuck together, of course. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> back back to the the actual real story of chapter thirteen. As chapter 13 opens, a mysterious shadow beckons to Hannah, getting closer and closer. It's so close, she can smell its hot, sour breath. Brush your teeth, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> With ruby eyes burning like fire, the specter of tooth decay continues to approach Hannah. It comes closer and closer, and then it's gone again. Wow. Hannah wonders to herself whether the shadow will return. It's unfortunate for her that she's in a story. Uh, <laughs> The three boys are still crouching in the head near Mr. Chesney's mailbox. Uh, Danny is vocally uncomfortable with his friend's suggestion that he purloin the swan-shaped letter receptacle until he himself is compared to a different sort of bird in the timeless tradition of children pressuring other children to do something stupid. After a bit of banter and freeform clucking, Danny reaches for the wings and attempts to remove the swan from its roost. Suddenly, a voice from behind, I wouldn't do that if I were you. It's Mr. Chesney, and he's pissed. <gasps> Uh, chapter 14 oh wait do you want to uh, any any that's a pretty short chapter uh any thoughts only thing i'll say is that is this like have we have we had a a, a combo like a, a streak of goosebumps books where one of the kids does the ch the the chicken impression from arrested development like <sighs> i think we have yeah i think yes. so it's just a lot anyway it's definitely happens and does it happened in the last one surely right yeah, I'm yeah. sure yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because he won't go in the haunted bunk. So yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Anyway, I don't know. Kids doing it's one of the modes of child conversation that R.L. Stein feels uh, comfortable. Most with. comfortable in, yeah. He dips into it like a cool pool of jelly and just luxuriates. In. <laughs> mm, yes, your chicken cluck cluck. <laughs> um, 
chapter 14. The angry letter carrier grabs Danny by the shoulder, causing Danny to wrench off one of the swan's wings, which drops to the ground. Hannah attempts to yell, but can't manage more than a whisper. The boys run away, and Chesney shouts that next time he will be waiting with a shotgun. Um, a note for listeners who do not live in America. Here it is socially acceptable, bordering on legal, to shoot children dead if you don't like them and they are near your property. Or if they seem like they are near your property, or if your skin is a certain color, or if you're scared, and so on. Uh, Americans understand fundamentally that human life is worthless. Everyone is armed, and any person holding a gun perceives anything larger than a puppy as a chain-wielding thug from Death Wish. <laughs> Barely got away uh, with our lives. I don't know how any of us survived childhood, or a day <laughs> on this earth. A lot of them don't. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we got lucky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Chesney picks up the swan twing and Hannah runs to catch up to Danny at all. She passes through the town square, now deserted and dark, except for the neon lights above Harder's ice cream parlor. Danny finds the boys beneath a dark tree. Fred and Alan are laughing about their escape, while Danny grunts that his shoulder hurts from where Chesney grabbed it. The boys suggest Chesney deserves a little payback for scaring them. Danny suggests that they shouldn't because of the shotgun. The group speculates about whether Chesney would actually murder them to protect his mailbox. America. <laughs> uh, Fred and Alan agree Chesney should suffer further indignities at their hands, while Danny bows out to go home. Fred and Alan take turns agreeing how they loved stealing ice cream and are going to mess with the unhinged, shotgun-wielding man that hates kids. They both agree that nothing dramatic will happen to them in the near future. <laughs> Hannah catches up with Danny, who is surprised to see her. She admits she saw the boys stealing ice cream and tells uh, Danny that Fred and Alan are bad news. Danny says they aren't so bad, they just talk tough. Danny and Hannah walk in silence for a bit. Danny kicks a rock down a sidewalk. Hanny looks up at the, Hannah looks up Hanny. at the sky. Hanny. <laughs> Hannah looks up at the sky and watches the crescent moon pass behind a cloud. The word painting business in this book. Good stuff. Um, after a while, Hannah remembers that she went to Danny's house earlier and saw Danny's mom. She tells Danny this and that Danny's mother did not respond no matter how hard she knocked on the door. Danny stares at her but says nothing. As they walk towards their block in silence, Hannah mentally evaluates the social acceptability of accusing an acquaintance of being a ghost and having a ghost mom. Uh, when they reach Danny's driveway, Hannah asks Danny pointedly why his mom didn't answer the door. Danny winds up. I guess I should tell you the truth, he whispers. Is it time for the big reveal? <gasps> Chapter 15. No! <laughs> Is Danny that your entire his, summary? No. no. <laughs> no. The book. Okay, close the book. We're done. We're done. <laughs> That's the end. What a, what a, what a climax. Uh, Danny says his mom is deaf due to an inner ear infection. In retrospect, it is probably more likely that Danny's mom is hard of hearing rather than that she is the matron of a ghost family. Uh, <laughs> Danny continues that his mom really doesn't like people to know, that she doesn't want people to feel sorry for her, and that she is really good at lip reading. Thanks for bringing it up, Hannah. Uh, <laughs> Hannah feels bad, and she says she won't tell anyone. Danny says goodbye, but when Hannah turns to wave goodnight, he has disappeared. Just like a ghost does. <laughs> ghost o'clock. It's ghost o'clock. It's always ghost o'clock in Hannah's mind. It's always ghost uh, o'clock, especially when it's night and dark. <laughs> like, oh, dear. Look at Just look at the time. Uh, How can Hannah, a person disappear in the dark? It's fa it's hard to imagine. My God, she her explanation for everything is ghosts. Yes, which I mean is kind of on point. Uh, but but we'll get there. <laughs> she thinks the the sock that gets lost in her her dryer is a ghost. <laughs> it must have been ghosts. <laughs> it must have been ghosts. <laughs> Just everything. There can be no other explanation. Where'd the TV remote go? 
fucking ghost. Must have been the Fae spirits again. God damn it. The, the Fae. The Fae. <laughs> what if she was had a very different belief? It's like, Danny, you and your mom, you're fairies. <laughs> what? Don't call me a fairy, Hannah. <laughs> Hannah, what the fuck? <laughs> I haven't told you my real name, so you have no power over me in this realm. <laughs> Annie, you smell like a dog. Are you a Dogs? werewolf? Are you a dog? <laughs> no, just not a werewolf. Just a are, you, dog. are you a dog? Danny, you like lasagna. Are you gar- Garfield? Well, that's just me. Good. I just, I just think everybody's Garfield. I, I just assume everybody's Garfield until they tell me otherwise. Could it be? Is it Garfield? Danny had disappeared, much like the temple guardians do on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Could he be a temple oh guardian? Oh my god, no, all the temple guardians are ghosts. It's Olmec. This is the only... Oh my god, all of those taped episodes are so fucking haunted. This is the second time I've walked into a conversation about Legends of the Hidden Temple today, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> what? You, you, you don't, you don't uh, vibe with Olmec? You don't want to go? This morning I was talking with folks about that. We were also talking about the... Uh, the crag, Agro crag, the crag, yeah, yeah Agro crag. You ever, yeah, you ever yeah, see yeah. what it looks like? Yeah, in actuality, yes. it looks very cheap. Oh yeah, it? yeah. They were selling one well, on eBay like a while ago. <laughs> it looks, it looks so appealing on TV, and then you look at images, it's just like, huh? I find Legends of the Hidden Temple, and this, by the way, we're getting ahead of ourselves because it premiered in um, September of 1993, so yes. it was going to be on next oh. time. Uh, but I love the conceit of Legend of the Hidden Temple, that all of this shit finds its way down to Olmec's lair. Like, one of the things was Harriet Tubman's walking stick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of walking, huh? <laughs> like, walked all the way down into an Aztec temple. Sure, sure, why not? <laughs> maybe maybe just like some sort of a weird Rube Goldberg type thing where it just somehow falls from place to place and magically ends up over there eventually you know yeah. all all things find their way into olmec's mm-hmm. trash pit well, at some you, point you know you know what the real answer is olmec is a covetous spirit yeah. that's the thing <laughs> o- yeah. objects yeah. of power are drawn to olmec no olmec's stealing everybody's shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. olmec's olmec, just running around yanking yeah. shit why does Olmec feel a bit like a Dark Souls NPC? Like in the Elden Ring expansion, you're going to find Olmec down there. Oh. <laughs> he needs he needs an ominous cackle. He is a covetous demon. Who is the who, Oh my god. Who is the turtle in Elden Ring? Uh I never actually met Pope Turtle, but I only, I You know didn't. Him. You didn't meet Pope? <gasps> I walked right past him in my playthrough. What? Isn't I it did. Miriam? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, it's Miriam. Extreme old Mi- Mi- Miriel, Miriel. It's yeah, Miriel. For me, Miriel. it was like, oh, Olmec. Like, uh, not as um, uh, old. Like, Miriam is definitely more, like, aged. I mean, it's literally, Miriel is literally the name of the m- grandma from Courage of Cowley Dog. Oh, well, so. <laughs> That's just an old person name. It fits. It's an old person well, name. They're born that old. That's just it's just like I, R.L. Stein. <laughs> R.L. Stein, folks, you heard here first. R.L. Stein is the turtle from Elden Ring. Yes. <laughs> they do bear a resemblance to one another. Jovial. We are encouraging everybody uh, to. <laughs> is there is there a, a sign you can put on uh, the ground in Elden Ring that just says "Come"? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will just say if you look at a picture of Muriel the turtle from. Uh, Elden Ring, 
and you look at his expression, and then you pull up a picture of R.L. Stein. Like, I'm going to do this right now. I'll do this for us in Discord chat, right? Don't so give Brandon something else to do. Here is this Here is this picture of Mirror the Turtle, right? Okay. Now look at his face. Now look at R.L. Stein in literally any picture of R.L. Oh Stein God, that's ever I been taken. It. You don't even... You don't even oh. have to post it. I, I can see. I will. I will do it for for other people though. That is the exact same expression. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's like a very subtle anamorphs change. Yes. It's not like, even that yes. many steps. <laughs> no, it's they're they're both at a three quarters perspective as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I don't know if you noticed that he takes a lot of pictures from the three quarters perspective, and it's always this expression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's always like a semi-bemused sort of like half-eye. He looks like he's about to wink. Yes, he does. He does. He's tired after a long day, but he's positive about it. That's yeah, the expression. Yeah. And, and that's the expression of the turtle. That's the exact expression Bob, of the turtle. When you, when you saw R.L. Stein in person, was he also just facing you that, that exact angle? Like, is, this, is this the thing that whenever people see him in public, like his whole thing is that he's always that's the only face he can present and it's always snapped and focused in the same yeah manner. yeah when he was walking away he even though his whole body was turned around his his, <laughs> yeah. his head was just strangely <laughs> eerily three quarters looking at me half eye. his right ear you never see it yeah it's weird it's very strange it's just always snapped just like that man incredible <laughs> uh yep that's that's so anyway <laughs> kids kids at home just so you know R.L. Stein is essentially a large <laughs> vocal turtle. <laughs> I'll play Elden Ring again at some point. I, I didn't make it very far anyway, so. Oh, it's I good. I will get to R.L. Stein, though. It's good. It's good. I got through the Academy, and that was about it. Okay. 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 Well, that is one of the best looking parts mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and you will encounter Mr. Stein someday, Jovial Bob. He, he is right by that, that the Academy, so you could find him easily. Yes. Mm. In fact, there's a teleporter that takes you right to him in the academy. I'll sniff around later. <laughs> anyway. Uh, probably, yes. Uh, so back to the story. Uh, Hannah heads towards her own back door, reflecting that maybe her imagination has gotten the better of her. Yep. She turns the corner and approaches the cone of light cast on the back stoop. Again, more word painting. Good stuff. The shadow is waiting for her. This time, the shadow does the opposite of beckoning. It points at Hannah with a shadowy finger and warns her to stay away. Chapter 16. Stay away, the shadow clarifies, from Danny. Hannah howls, no! (laughs) The shadow's red eyes flare up in response as the dry voice again whispers that Hannah better listen to its warning. Hannah rudely screams, no! Again. Uh, The shadow sweeps closer. Then the kitchen door is thrown open, sending a rectangle of light out into the yard. R.L. Stein keeps setting the scene. Hannah's dad uh, walks out, asking what's going on. Hannah indicates the shadow, which of course is no longer there. It is at this point that Hannah realizes she cannot rely on the things she sees and hears to inform her of the nature of reality. She bluntly declares that she is not crazy. Uh, Hannah and her parents fruitlessly search for an intruder. Her dad offers to call the police. Uh, Hannah abruptly decides to go to bed instead. She walks to her room and pushes the bedroom door open. Well, well, well. If it isn't my old friend, creepy shadow. (laughs) How are you, creepy shadow? Except just kidding. It's a sweater on a on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Except a not real. <laughs> yeah, this is a classic Goosebumps fake out, but really not as bad as as the stuff from the last book is. Most people have had the experience of being startled by a coat in a dark room. So. Sure. 
Chapter yes. 17. Hannah hops in pajamas and crawls under the covers. Understandably, she cannot sleep. She observes the shifting shadows of tree limbs in the front yard and thinks about Danny. She analyzes the evidence for and against him being a ghost. Why hadn't she ever seen him in school? Are Fred and Alan ghosts too? Why is the shadow trying to keep her away from Danny? Eventually, Hannah falls asleep and dreams troubled dreams. She is standing in a great cave, and a distant fire burns at the far-off mouth of the cave. The shadow is in the cave with her. It approaches closer and closer until it is close enough to touch. Then, with two stick-like arms, the shadow reaches up and pulls at its head to reveal Danny's face with burning red eyes. Uh, this is the sort of stuff that I, I, as a kid, wanted to see in Goosebumps. Good, like, light horror stuff. Uh, this is dope as hell. I'll be honest with you, this is dope. Sure, yeah. Like... If you're going to do a dream scene, this is pretty fucking cool, actually. And this is the uh, image the Korean cover was depicting. Yeah. Uh, with Emil's face behind it. Uh, waking up, Hannah argues with herself that Danny can't be the shadow. She decides to talk to Danny about it. The next morning, she Are sees Danny Are you a Danny shadow? Kicking... <laughs> Are you shadow the hedgehog? <laughs> you, you shadow the hedgehog? The next morning, she sees Danny kicking a soccer ball in his backyard. Running out the screen door, she immediately asks Danny if he is a ghost. <laughs> Good stuff. Just, just go for it. Just yeah, go for it. Do it. You know, people people beat around the bush too much. <laughs> you ghost. You ghost. Hey, uh, Giap, are you ghost? Um, oh, I, I think I heard him get up and run. <laughs> 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 I think he's gone. I think. Hey, well, he's a ghost. I think. I think that proves yeah. it. I think if you can, we did not see him leave, so I think that proves he is a ghost. Yeah. When you when you offered a bio break earlier and he went, I don't need one like you flesh bags. We probably should have gathered. <laughs> <laughs> like you gross fleshy weirdos. Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Jeff's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> gonna... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Something just touched me. Oh, sorry, that was my bad. Oh, okay. Wait. Ah! <laughs> I was reaching for my drink. Sorry. <laughs> There's a, a ghost stone floats behind you. <laughs> a very spooky rock. The <laughs> scroll from outside my house floats behind me. I do like how <laughs> Hannah convinced says adamantly she's not crazy, and then opens the door and gets freaked out by a coat. Yeah, that's very funny, RL. You made a funny joke. <laughs> uh, so she asks Danny if he is a ghost. Chapter eighteen. Danny goes, huh? And Santa and Hannah Santa. says, "Never mind." And Santa, Santa. says, and Santa. Nev "Never mind. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Someone's getting coal for Christmas." <laughs> uh, Danny and Hannah begin mildly passing a soccer ball back and forth while they chat, uh, soccer talking. Their sentences are punctuated by little bits about who hit the ball where, which is good pacing. Uh, the pacing and the word painting in this book are nice. Uh, Jovial Bob is really kicking ideas around, going for the goal, like a soccer goal. <laughs> Compared to the last story, Ghost Next God Door is in a different it. league, Jeez. perhaps the English Premier League, while the last story would be the Saudis. It's a keeper. It wouldn't raise any red flags. Sign was clearly goal-oriented. Danny is a goalkeeper who really knows how to get his kicks in. Arsenal versus Middlesex, South Huntington, Fig Newton, Chippy Mix 38, no loss better. A. Watt, FIFA, Liverpool, Kidney Pool, Lionel Messi's thighs and those shorts. Associate Football, more commonly known as football or soccer, is a team sport played between two teams of 11 players who primarily use their feet to propel a ball around a rectangular field fall to pitch. Footy. Very forward. Very forward. <laughs> Wowie. Oh my gosh. Sports themes. They, they be coming up. <laughs> Hannah and Ye Danny Yellow card. Continue to play. Yellow, Yellow card. card. My favorite band. Go! <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, I was clearing my throat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know a thing about soccer. Yeah, I'm pretty tapped out. I had to do it. research for that crap. <laughs> it could, it showed, that was basically yeah. just a list of Google searches, yeah. <laughs> wow. Hannah and Danny continue to footy. Hanny asks why she's never seen Danny, Fred, or Alan at school. Danny asks why no one has seen Hannah. Wow. <laughs> Hannah struggles to play the King's Nephews game in sandals. And Danny announces he does actually want to go back to Chesney's and pay him back for scaring the crew. Hannah says that the boys are just looking for trouble. And Danny mutter- mutters, nothing else to do in this town. Competitive dying would be a hell of a summer activity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Danny slips on the ball and falls into the grass. He asks Hannah to help him up, and when she reaches to grab him, her hand passes right through Danny. Oh my God! Is he ghosts? Ghosts? <laughs> oh my God! Could he be? Could he be ghosts? Hey, is it, hey, is this kid ghosts? Is it, is it finally, <laughs> actually, honestly, ghost o'clock? Ghost o'clock? It could be. Is he one hundred percent ghost? Mm-hmm. Chapter nineteen. They both scream. Danny asks Hannah to help him up again, and her hand goes through Danny. They both square off and accuse each other of being really the ghost. Stop pretending, says Hannah. I know the truth. Danny, you're a ghost. Danny says, huh? Drops <laughs> his cap, scratches his head, stares at her. Hanny, Han- Hanny. Hannah repeats the accusation. Danny denies it, says he is not a ghost, then sticks his hand straight through Hannah's chest. Kalima! Danny looks at his hand in horror, <laughs> then says, you, you, then runs home at top speed. <laughs> Hannah stares as, at, as Danny runs home. She feels dizzy as she realizes the truth. Danny's has- not the ghost. I am. My God. Amazing. It's impossible to have guessed this twist. No. Ab- did not <laughs> see it coming. I'll give it, no, I mean, again. Oh, he did the work. He did. He did the work. So there was one other thing. I, I think it, I was trying to place where it was in my memory. It may have been when he, hmm. I couldn't place where this was in the flow of things. She started to write a letter saying that he was a ghost and he showed yeah. up and said, hey, don't send that anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Where was that in the flow of things? Was that? That was, was that, a, that was the dream. It was a dream was, she had. Was that the same dream where he had the flaming red eyes and stuff? No, that was a different uh, one. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, it's, um, it was one of my chapters. It was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she writes the letter to Janie detailing her suspicions, she's leaning on a tree and she falls asleep at some point, and in that sleep, in that dreamless sleep, a dream dust appear, wherein uh, a young lad by name Danny, um, by Christian name Danny, dust uh, protest to her sending the letter forthwith. Um, don't. I, I don't know why I had a stroke in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, I was very. <laughs> Verily, forsooth, it sounded fine. <laughs> okay, so... I've got my chapters here. Yeah. I don't I don't know if my uh, summaries are going to be as verbose as the norm. I also kind of feel that the pacing of this, it, there's a lot less talking at times, a lot more action oriented. And it felt like I was looking at the number of chapters I had and I looked at the page number and I was like, huh? Yeah. It yeah. Yours like are it, like. Yeah. I was like, like a page each at times. I was like, yeah. wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. You, you just like, your chapters are literally. This is the part of the book, and this happens in every book that R.L. Stein has written, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell, where he realizes that he has almost reached his page count. Yes. Um, and-, <laughs> and then has to do the rest of the book very quickly. Um, Paper don't grow on trees, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this point, R.L. Stein just starts uh, kind of uh, action vomiting into the... <laughs> like. Mm, okay, okay. 
So um, as we open on chapter 20, um, Hannah's kind of just coming with the whole thing of ghost and ghost, me ghost. (laughs) And in the middle of this, um, there's a neighbor, Mrs. Quilty, and she just starts exposition dumping conveniently with somebody nearby. (laughs) And they say, oh, that house, it's a lovely house. And Hannah's like, oh, they're talking about my house. And then I had a note here. I actually forgot about this. They say that the house burned down five years ago. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I, I had forgotten that figure. I figured it was just some inordinate point in the past, but it, it was is, five years. It is easy to think that it's longer. And mm-hmm. I do feel like it should be longer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But because yes. these people, like most of the neighbors in the neighborhood, they could have just, uh, this could be the only new people on the block or actually, no, I'm sorry. Let me, let me walk back from my wording there. I was about to trip down some mental stairs that weren't going anywhere. <laughs> as I say so often, but anyway, the house burned down, it was rebuilt, and it just stayed vacant. Presumably, it's an ugly house. Oh, I, I mean, we can take that from that, yeah. Mm-hmm. R.L. Stein was very pointed about the neighbor's house. I want to say this house, absolute dog shit. In fact, <laughs> I want to say it's I want to say it's a total Grover house. Oh. Because uh, it's like five years <laughs> on the market. Nobody's moved in. I mean, just uh, I mean you know, five that? years on market? Yeah, oh yeah. my god. Like, That's like, just this is just senseless. Now there In was, today's economy? Impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so as we drew from this, the lady said to the neighbor, the neighbor said the lady, oh, everybody died in there. And the possible trigger of it was the kids playing at a, they had like a campfire in the backyard and the fire somehow got out of control from the campfire, got to the house and burned it all down. And it's at this point, I decided that the twins inevitably yeah. caused this because oh, yeah. i feel yeah. like they were the trickster gods that popped <laughs> in this family situation they said yes bill we must burn down this home and so it happened everybody died it was miserable and i posit that those children were evil yeah yeah i, I think that herb and bill are evil that is mm-hmm. definite mm-hmm. uh i do think it, it is bob were you gonna say that the 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 ghost story thing was the thing in the first chapter that you noticed uh no the, oh okay okay the fire in the dream i totally forgot about that until y'all mentioned it and i thought of this with the house burning down i went oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually like kind of so, well done yeah like it's yeah. set up, yeah. And, and and also in the first chapter, Hannah does say that she, like, last night, after she wakes up from the dream, that she was telling ghost stories in the backyard with Bill and Herb. Um, oh. Uh, uh, so, like, that, so, yes, they, they, R.L. Stein does lay the groundwork that Hannah's memories do, like, end at the fire night. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The fire just, fest, yeah. Just, just, yeah, the fire God fest. damn it. Um, um. <laughs> Um, so, or the firefall, as some might uh, say, um, uh, 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 <laughs> gamers rise up. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so at this point, Garfield returns to her house. Mm-hmm. She begins knocking on the door and I forgot if there, if, if there was no answer or something, but she gets inside the house itself Yeah, and realizes it's totally empty. Nothing looks the way it should. There is just nothing. And as she's walking around the home, quote the talking head, she's saying, musing to herself, how do I work this? Where's that large automobile? This is not my beautiful house. 
It was not, in fact, her beautiful life. Truly unfortunate. So, <laughs> God damn it. The only thing... It sucks. Well, go ahead. <laughs> we're, just, we're just adding on. <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Sucks when that happens, man. It sucks. We're just riffing. <laughs> just riffing. Just so, riffing. So Garfield picks up... Uh, she, she sees a phone on the counter and picks it up, and the line is dead. And this is where something happens in the story that I thought was... This is... I hate to say it's the first time, but this was an interesting point of the story where time gets, as scientists call it, wibbly wobbly. Because <laughs> there are time skips from her perspective. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And it's like she is aware of it this time. And in the past, there'd be like things like, oh, the kid vanished. And then it turned out, no, maybe that's just that's just Garfield's existence is you know, ephemeral, passing in and out. And it's only now that they're like, wait a second, wait a second. What happened today? Day's gone. It's night. No, it's day again. So Garfield steps outside and sees it's daytime and sees Danny, but he rides away on his bike. She begins calling to him and he just doesn't respond. Or no, no. Was it he, was it he ran away yelling she was a ghost or did he just ignore her? I can't recall which. I think he runs away. I think he says yeah, stay away from me. That's what it was. Yeah. I, I remember that somewhere in the story and I didn't have a note about that in here. So that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically knew that he, that she was a spooky ghost. And thing is, she knows that he's returning to Chesney's house because, well, that mailbox that mailbox is fixed, baby. We gotta go steal that <laughs> son of a bitch. So back in the mailbox, Danny's there with his two chuckle fuck, chuckle fuck friends. Pardon my language. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Mm -hmm. That's I'm what sorry. they are. Alan They're and Fred. I had their names here. We've been talking about cum this entire time. And now you're like, oh, you can't edit oh, it out. My language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said. Yeah, no, no. There's some they're quintessential fuckabouts, I would mm -hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling up the mailbox sign, and unfortunately, it's not cemented, and it falls over, and they all be going, they all begin hooting and hollering, and saying, "Hey, we pulled it out. This is great." Yeah. Then Alan says, "Okay, I got these fucking matches now." <laughs> a whole bunch of matches, and said, "Okay, let's go toward the house. Come on!" <laughs> and it's just like this wild escalation. Yeah, it's right. Like, it feels it's crazy. Like, it's like. Okay, okay, hey, hang on, hang on. What was the plan? It's like, okay, we got his mailbox. Okay, now let's burn all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking kill this guy. I can't stand this motherfucker. Murders. The bloodlust suddenly out of nowhere. I got the bloodlust. <laughs> so Hannah begins chasing after them as they approach the house, but unfortunately, a ghost sensitive, I'm sorry, not Hannah Garfield, yes. but at that point, mm -hmm. a ghost yeah. sensitive garden hose catches her leg in a coil, <laughs> and for some reason, she has a lot of problems with this boggle, because she's struggling with this for an inordinate amount of time, just like, why can't I get my leg out? I'm stuck in this hose. This, several parts coming up. Mm -hmm. beggar the question of how the rules work here because uh -huh. she has physical matter and or physical concerns several mm -hmm. times coming up yeah yeah there's also the question of like what exists in like the ghost dimension and what exists in like the real dimension yeah because uh, I, okay I'll, I'll say it for uh, what i was gonna say a while ago uh what i've been hi uh, holding back yes. there have been multiple times when garfield has been riding around the town on a bike and i yeah 
it, the show plays with this and it's so fucking funny when it does it but the entire time i was thinking of this and predicting the twist obviously that she was a, that hannah's a ghost oops garfield's a ghost Mm-hmm. Is there just like a bike with no one on it, like flying around town? Ooh, good question. <laughs> like, no good one... qu- because in the show, in the show, there yeah. is. In the show, there's just like a bike just flying around. And this one lady has, she's getting ready to hop on her bike and it just takes off without her. And she goes, hey, what? Huh? Who am I yelling at? It's just fucking riding around town. Hmm. It's incredible. Anyway. So, yeah, the uh, thing is. As she's as she is struggling with the serpent, aka the garden hose, um, she turns around and sees that the boys had actually set a fire inside of the Chesney's house because she could see a fire glow from the window. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the black figure from before reappears, but vanishes after Alan. I mean, she's struggling with this with the uh, the ghostly figure, and right in the middle of it. It snaps back to reality because Alan is actually running away from the house all of a sudden and trips over her after, you know, scrambling out from the open window where they where she could see the fire from. So Alan and the other guy, I forgot his name, they ran away and Danny was not running from the house, which was now increasingly on fire. (laughs) The boys ran off to get help and the black figure reappears and blocks the window and as as alluded to before i i, I it revealed it in the dream before maybe but yeah, at this point does, yeah. you see the face that it is actually danny or a um a um a mimicry of danny so to speak it says if danny dies i shall be born which is weird because the ghost is already a thing yep so I don't understand what the what what goes on here. Is this like you have to preserve the cycle, or does it gra- gain greater power if Danny dies? I feel the only thing I can assume is that this is in fact Danny's. Um, well, I do. I don't know Kingdom Hearts rules. Would this be Danny's nobody or is heartless? What's the other one? It's like there. There's like the oh, uh, the un unversed. Yeah. Or something Nord? like that. Nord. Is it, is Nord. it Nording yeah, a thing? It's, it's Nord. Nording. You get it's Norded. Norded. Yeah. 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 Has, is Danny get, is getting Norded. Yes. <laughs> Did Danny get Norded? <laughs> Danny got Norded. Danny got Norded. I feel like Brandon's been asleep. And we just woke up. Like, Brandon, got, Brandon got Norded? <laughs> it's that uh, you have to be careful here because there, there's, uh, there are people out there that care about this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're brushing up on on uh, offending them with our our disgusting lack of knowledge, but it might be that Danny's in danger of getting norded. Oh yeah, that could be so. By, by, All right, hold uh, on. I'm a heartless. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm I'm checking this. I'm checking this right now. Oh checking my this god, right now. Um, this is important. This is crucial mm-hmm. research. Yeah, I know. Okay, so in a heartless. There are two kinds. They're pure blood and emblem heartless. Pure blood heartless are natural heartless born from the darkness in people's hearts. Okay. Okay. A, an emblem heartless are created from a machine designed to reproduce the process of a heart being consumed by darkness. So I don't think that this would be Danny's heartless, but now his nobody though. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it would be because a nobody, nobody. Is, is the body and soul of a strong-willed individual who has lost their heart. So I, oh. I think. This would be closest to 
a nobody, but let's check on an unversed because I don't know what those yeah. are. Um, and the wiki is not telling me. Ooh. Unversed are those who are not well versed in their own existence. That does. Mm. Uh, I think he might be he might be both. It sounds like he doesn't quite get what he's trying to do. They are a result so, of the negative promotions produced when Ventus and Vanitas were separated by Master Xehanort. Oh so they got norted. When they got norted, the unverse were created. I don't think. <laughs> so when Danny gets norted. Yes. So when Danny gets norted. His nobody becomes oh. Dan Danzig. Dancing. I know you're. Okay, you say Danny got norded. I'm just thinking about <laughs> Freddie got fingered for some reason. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Would Danny like some sausages? <laughs> Tom Green is Danny's nobody. Um, oh, that reminds me. Did you did you hear that? Um, Tom Green on Twitter like a few weeks ago or something said that he still has all the original recorded footage. Oh from my god! Freddie got fingered. Oh my god! All of it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Continue, uh, Mario. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think there's much to continue on. I think we just know now that uh, Danny is what happens when Tom Green gets snorted, and then <laughs> you know, and then he has some sausages. Okay, so a uh, couple things. Uh, now that we know that this you know Kingdom Hearts bullshittery is going on, the thing that I was talking about in the first chapter that's actually set up is. In the first chapter, in the scene where uh, Hannah uh, Garfield, Garfield is uh, on fire and dying uh, in the fire when she became a ghost, um, you there is a there is a small section where she describes looking at the mirror, and when she looks at the mirror, she sees her reflection, but it's dark. So this, oh, yeah, he set that so, up. Okay, so so here's a question: Yeah, is Hannah? The shadow figure the, is Hannah, is Hannah Shadow the Hedgehog. I th that's the thing. It's implied that she is, but here's the problem with this whole thing: is that this shadow bullshit fucks everything up. Yeah, because like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. want to have sympathy, especially for what's coming up in the end uh, uh, for Hannah. But if the the plot is insinuating that Hannah is of the same Xenohort Nordy black shadow heartless she's a nobody. nobody she's a nobody as yeah, the, yeah. the thing that's been accosting her and and trying to kill danny that makes me not empath not want to uh uh be happy about what happened to hannah uh, and how she died hannah is the roxas is the roxas to real i Hannah's don't know Sora, what the fuck you're talking Hannah, about and i'm getting mad Hannah about is it Garf <laughs> i got it, i got it, i got it i got it i got it guys I, I, Hannah is Garfexield <laughs> to, 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 to Garfield. Okay, all right, I'm on board. Well, the, the narrative clearly wants you to treat Hannah as a person with agency who is good. Uh, it does not explain why Danny has uh, the undernight in birth uh, ultra evil shadow. And uh, she, I mean, the Danny shadow appears to be explicitly evil. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where Hannah is uh, about to be very not evil and is clearly meant to be uh, our point of view character and a person that yeah. we relate to. I don't really think <clears throat> that Jovial Bob thought through the implications of all of this. I don't think it's terrible either because at least it's interesting and it's the sort of like anime kind of rule that like a kid would be interested in. And indeed, several of the color covers uh, uh, do focus on this aspect, including the Japanese cover. 
So it's goofy. It doesn't make sense, but you know. I need somebody from the Soul Society to come in with a diagram and explain what the fuck is happening and how Hannah gets her goddamn bonkai. Here's the thing. You stole my joke. <laughs> I was about to say that Garfield was, to, I was about to say where I left off was Garfield's talking with this ghost. The ghost says, if Danny dies, they will achieve their bonkai. <laughs> God that's damn the only it. Thing I remember, that's the only thing, that's the only thing I remember from there Bleach. That's it. Oh, fuck. I'm you sorry. I'm so me, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, hey. You can edit that out and then and then tell it like like no one heard That's it. That's true. You can just really want to do that. I yeah, yeah. You that can. You. Just, yeah, just take it again. No, take it again. No, take it again. No. All right, no, I'm leaving no. all this in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mario. Really quick, you mentioned something about the Midnight Society, and okay, so I'm real quick. I'm going to go over this because when hmm. I was li- listening to this uh, book on tape, I was thinking that. Okay, it, and this is my pitch for an alt version of this that would fix a lot of issues. My idea was that the ghost is actually a like a sort of like demon of fire and that th- this like sort mm-hmm. of demon wants to con- is specifically uh, all about taking souls from uh, uh, flame. So burning anytime anyone dies to fire, this thing grows in power. Right. Mm. So it it has a vested interest in everybody like sort of dying by fire. So that means that when it's attacking uh it's basically a fire ghost and so basically when it's attack it was the thing that caused hannah and her family to die and so she came back as as a ghost to prevent it from killing more people and i think that that's fucking rad and because the reason why i said the the midnight society and i jumped on you saying that is because there is a fucking uh 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 fire ghost in one of the episodes of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? There is an episode that specifically is about a fire ghost. I looked up fire ghost uh, thinking that it would be a fun thing to look up. And the first thing that comes up is Are You Afraid of the Dark? So, Bob, I should mention that today, I remember, remember I was mentioning I was talking about Legend of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. I was also talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't remember the fire ghost. I remember very pointedly a um, an episode about a kid who liked playing pinball who was stuck inside the mall. Pinball was uh, and it I ended, had a conversation. And it ended alluding the kid was going to get fucking run over by a giant pinball. Going to kill <laughs> yeah, a kid in the I show. I had a conversation with a coworker today about mm. that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh, was there yeah. an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode Man. about a a uh, boy who was befriending a girl who turned out to be a ghost. Yes. Because this is just the inverse of that. Yep. Ooh. Yep. There is one. So, yeah. Anyway, thought it'd be fun to mention. Okay. So I'll just get through my part here. Cause this is a, these last two chapters are just, it was just over super darn fast. And I was just like, well, I guess that's all I have for the summary <laughs> yep. on these. Yep. Yep. Because it's like, this is the thing that gets me. I don't know if I missed something, but the ghost blocks the way and it says, if Danny dies, the ghost will be born or I will be born. And then she just kind of goes, eh, and just clambers through the window anyway. He doesn't doesn't really do anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, he doesn't do shit. Yeah. She's in the, she's in the house and she's like, oh shit, I don't breathe air. This is fine. And she just drags Danny outside because he's, he's pretty much unconscious by the point. Or no, he's no, he's not entirely, but he's about to black out. And she drags him out of the front yard, and then Danny's mom and some paramedics showed up. And then, <laughs> I 
I ha- I have here a summarized response that Danny's mom replies with when he is asking about Hannah. I don't know how accurate it is, but I just have in quotes, Hannah, she died five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah, hardly know her. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, I feel like I didn't make this up. This is something that happened here. You. Because we had to tie things up. uh, You did make this up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, However, however, the neighbor is the one that says it. Oh, the neighbor. It's not, it's it's not Denny's mom. Miss Quilty. Miss Quilty happens to be there. Oh, just musing by walking down the sidewalk. Yep. Is it time for me to exposition? Nope. Sure is. (laughs) Miss Quilty would have been the perfect lady to have been revealed to be Hannah's old friend. If more time Mm -hmm. had passed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it would have been amazing if this was if this was Janie. Yes. God. God. RL Stein, call me. Mm-hmm. Call me RL. We'll, we'll figure um, it out. We'll fix it. We can punch it up. We can punch it up. We can punch it up for you. Also, can we just talk about how the fact that like Danny's going to like going to Juvie for because like Yo, uh, he's oh burned, yeah. He's starting he's burned out of someone's fire. fucking yeah, house. And also, can we like the, the, the TV show did a much better job sort of like making this an accident? But yes. is there any like what the fuck were they doing? No, they they went into the house like, to burn it down, is the only thing I can assume from this wh- book. Yeah. I d- with the intent of killing this man in a fire, they they entered that home. Didn't they say they were going to burn some stuff in the house and they accidentally started burning the house itself? Wasn't that what I it mean, was? I mean, like, who does this? I mean, the house is some stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, what stuff were they going to burn? Some stuff, you know, we'll burn the kitchen, we'll burn the living room. The floor, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it spread to the walls. Oops. Well, some of it'll burn. <laughs> Oops. So should have got uh, oops insurance. Should have got oops insurance. Well, the the tail end of what I have here is just kind of a very brief summary of what happens because at this point Hannah's vision begins to fade and she's effectively called off into the afterlife by her mother. Yeah. yeah. We don't we don't hear about her brothers in the afterlife though, so I'm worried They're that, in hell. Yeah, I'm worried her brothers might actually be alive. No, though. no, they're dead. Uh, no, they no. all died. They're, they they confirmed all died. Clearly yeah, all wants you to feel relief that these kids are dead. Those they babies, are, those old babies are dead. They they canonically are dead. However, I do believe they are in hell. Yes. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> now, where they're heartlesses might be, I don't know. What if it was revealed that the ghost was actually the twins? They're just fucking, they're like demons. Oh, my God. A fucking killer. Oh my the God. twins were never real. It was just her memory getting twisted. She was always the only child. All I'm going to say is that somewhere we can assume that, um, what would this be? This would be like, Hrebsex and Libix, the nobodies of Bill and Herb, are in the world somewhere. Or Do you just have like a Nord calculator or Nordifier name (laughs) generator or something? No, I'm just putting X's in their names somewhere. Punch this up on the Nord calculator. I'm just mentally mapping where X's should go on their names. And on that note, before we talk about the TV show, I'm going to take a bio break. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and take a Or I'll die. Or I'll die. (laughs) I just had it. And I'm still not over it. Still not fucking over it. It's fucking insane to me. I don't know. That long, though? Hmm. I I don't know. That sounded pretty pretty fast. I mean, if you were allergic, I figured there would have been more immediate symptoms up in your face. Maybe some swelling or something. Yeah. um, Well, there was a little swelling. Do you think you caught something maybe a day before and it just incubated long enough? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Hi. What up, Mario? I just realized that my audacity's been going that whole time. No, no, let it go, (laughs) let it go, let it go. 
Yeah. Uh, you, just for well, sinking then, Okay, then you probably got to hear me peeing on there. Just no, that's <laughs> that's know. what I wanted. <laughs> please enjoy that. Enjoy that. <laughs> please do enjoy. <laughs> you could save that for like some Patreon stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Patreon. Um, uh, <laughs> absolutely like going into that part and then enlightening it. <laughs> you, I, I'm sure it was, I'm sure you'll hear something. Do you piss with the doors open or like what? Well, I was just... I, Bob, just like I live alone. <laughs> like I live, there's no one I don't have to I hide. I am only a man. I have to okay, hide right. my deeds. All I have right, to right. hide my deeds from others. Well, <laughs> my shame is for the world. Maybe when you're recording a podcast. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely. That's more of a you up. problem, buddy. <laughs> I was knee deep in the piss trop by the time I realized my for real. Bob, I, Bob yeah. you don't know how desperate a situation it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was very touch and go there for a minute. Oh my god! I was just you like, get, something. Gotta get out of here. <laughs> gotta, gotta get out and get right. <laughs> gotta get out. Gotta get going. Gotta get, gotta get right. Gotta get right. Uh, piss a friend mm. of mine. <laughs> uh, well, we'll just find out, won't we? What happened? And I mean, now, granted, this is the first one recording in this house, so there is maybe there's more walls between. The, to- the microphone and the toilet oh, yeah. were I'll just say time. I didn't hear shit I didn't well, hear I have shit muted, I muted it's, not, it's not shit we're listening for though <laughs> I muted discord I didn't think about this <laughs> Bob you'll have to let us know what you find I will recordings. I will I'll put it right here but also even if I don't find something I will like grab audio of like someone pissing and put it in there <laughs> just bass boost it really yeah, exactly. over us talking <laughs> your piss droplets are going to fucking hammer onto that porcelain and cause an <laughs> echo reverberation in people's base systems. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, man. My name's Mario, and I love pissing. Woo! Not like a good piss. Oh, piss, piss, piss. Peeing. I love urinating. I'm Mario, and I fucking love to pee. Fucking love peeing, man. Damn! Uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Nice. Uh, I should probably get back and change my voice a little bit. Alright. Ah, Mario, I love peeing. (laughs) There's a guy I used to work with thank god used to whenever you go to the bathroom and this is like you know this is an office situation every go to the bathroom he always go oh my god i hate that i hate <laughs> the that other thing is the guy would also sometimes fart when <laughs> so first time I'm, I, I'm in there washing my hands the guy walks in just goes uh, <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> The Sonic Symphony. Yeah. Okay, a couple stories. It's an oral, oral playground. A <laughs> couple stories. One, uh, I have a coworker who is, well, I'll be, I'll be in the stall, and then uh, they will uh, either try to open my stall uh, or what? sit in the next one. And immediately, the first thing that they will do is look at my shoes. And he knows me by my shoes. And then immediately, he'll either start, he'll, he'll go uh... like, Bob. Is that you? <laughs> or I'll get a text <laughs> that says, you pooping. <laughs> what the fuck? And then we will have a full-blown conversation. 
<laughs> about life and everything. And it's, um, he's a good guy. Uh, it is one of the weirdest fucking things. <laughs> um, my is former, it shit o'clock? My just former roommate. Did you ever get a false positive text? Like a text? Yes. Just yes. Your desk? It's like, yes. Hey, Bob, I, you pooping? Literally, yes. Yes. He sent me a message one time. It was like, you pooping? Uh-oh. <laughs> like, no, I'm writing shit an email. is coming from inside the house. <laughs> he, for real. Um, he, like, knocked on the stall and went, hey. And <laughs> then he realized it wasn't me and left. He had to shit, but he shit. just left. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a moron here. Um, like, maybe you shouldn't do that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, one, literally one day after my ex-roommate met a classmate of mine for the first time, they'd known each other for cumul- cumulatively like 17 hours, uh, my classmate got a Snapchat from him uh, of him taking a shit. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh, and I mean like of... From below. Oh, <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, do we want to <laughs> jump into the TV show? Let's not. Let's let's bang this let's, out. Let's, let's bang let's, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, all in all, like, I have some notes here, but the uh, thing that stands out to me in terms of differences, um, Hannah's Music Academy Award for first place in the annual piano competition uh, it, when in the flashback of her in her room as it's on fire, thank God that <laughs> did not succumb to any kind of fire damage. It's like one of the first so things they, she checks out to make sure that it's still there when she wakes up from the dream. One major change is that yeah, so the so uh, the piano thing is set up early, and there's also a scene where she plays the piano. Yes, like like practices piano. Like a, um, a, uh, a plot holding, uh, what do you call that? A plot bearing device. <laughs> if, uh, yes. It is, it's a plot bearing piano. Um, uh, also Hannah, uh, types laptop, on her laptop. laptop. She, she doesn't write and she hunts and pecks like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah. She's typing with just those, just those index finger fingers. Oh she's yeah. Going she at did, it. She didn't get an award for her Guam. Yeah, three words per minute. <laughs> it was uh, well, it's awesome because she's like narrating her letter, uh, but you're watching your hands and you're like not moving fast enough to do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, the, yeah, it doesn't match up. It's very good. It's awesome. Um, uh, this also would have aired in '98, so that's why she has a laptop now. Also, the Bye Bye Man has been replaced on the TV show with the patron saint of Gaussian Blur. Um, it is very funny how he is shown. It is it is just a weird Gaussian blurred man in a trench coat. Oh, and his Danny face is amazing. Oh my god, that I posted that uh, in the chat. I also posted yes. it on Twitter. Uh holy shit. It's incredible. It's very, very good. It's got some X Files shit, yeah. I love it. Um also I had a question for the for everybody. I thought nine one one operators are trained to never hang up even if no one's there. Like they'll only drop the call when they are hung up on, but even then they'll call back and send somebody. So uh, just FYI for like nine one one stuff. But well, uh, it yeah. also raises the question of how the phones even work in this house. Man, I have so you know, so many questions. Not like, to, I mean, not to like nitpick it, but you know, like it's kind of weird. Yeah, ding. Because unlike the book, the the house is like actually burned out. Yeah. Like it is a bu- burnt out piece of shit house that has not been rebuilt. And so it's weird. The phones even work at all. Yeah. 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 
And also, uh, improvement from, uh, I think I mentioned this before, but improvement from the book, uh, Hannah's family are not here. They are gone. Yeah, they're they're at a baseball game. They're yeah. at a baseball the game. The entire time. <laughs> the entire time. It's they're a really at... long series. Yeah, it's a long, hey, listen, <laughs> this is, <laughs> that seventh inning stretch was sorely yeah. needed. Let me, let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, what's happening here is Hannah has just woken up from her uh, fire nightmare. Um, she is uh, uh, her smoke nightmare. There's smoke no fire. In this there is yeah. fire later on, and it was yeah. actually shocking yeah. to see the, what they like. There's real fire that they. But they in this first scene, it's it's a smoke filter on the screen. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. But then something weird happens. Is not in the book. Someone is attacking her from outside. Someone throws like a rock through the window. Yes, it crashes yes. in. And what does Hannah do? She immediately runs outside to where this person who is uh, attacking her is. <laughs> runs yeah. outside into the middle of the street. She, Hannah, the survivalist here. <laughs> her instincts are uncanny. <laughs> I'm covering my eyes and I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so then she meets Danny, uh, who is not a redhead, as he is in nope. the books. Oh, no. So blonde. So blonde. The blondest. <laughs> Also, I guess Danny's a, a roadie now because he's complete. He's in all black. Yeah. <laughs> oh, black can I also add to toe. Uh, can I add? Uh, she mentions this in her email. She can't go to horse camp because of allergies. No, fuck no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're Jane, Janie is at horse camp. Horse camp. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, another difference. Uh, Danny immediately sucks. Uh, he is just a shithead. Yeah. Uh, also, not very good in this episode. But you know, I mean, it's like you know they're doing their best. But like, mm. yeah. Immediately, uh, he's like, "What's what do you what are you afraid of?" And she's like, "There's someone out here who's harassing me." And he's like, "Oh, well, oh, you're dumb. Let's go and check your house out." <laughs> yeah. And so they do, and they don't find anything. So, and then Danny proceeds to uh jump scare Hannah, if I remember correctly. Um, which mm -hmm. was not cool. Thanks, Danny. Uh, fuck you. He kind of sucks. Kind of a shitty kid. Yeah, he's a, he's a shitty kid. Um, I also want to point out that the mailbox uh, there is a mailbox with Anderson written written on it, uh, written on a piece of printer paper and then taped to the mailbox. Yes, which is yes. just fantastic yes. set design. I love it. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh yeah. So cr critically, uh, Danny has literally just moved in in this yes. show. So it's actually less weird that that Hannah might have missed him. Yeah. Like, like he has just moved in. So she wouldn't know him if he were in the same grade as her. Although that doesn't actually come up in this. Um, nor would she maybe know his friends by that. You know, like it's less weird were it to come up, but it doesn't. So I think the, uh, generally speaking, the show like, uh, fixes some of the weird issues with the story. Not the big one really, but the, uh, little things like that. They do like a good, a good job of making them slightly more plausible. Uh, and and also like tipping you off or tipping the viewer off a lot more a lot earlier. Oh yeah, that things aren't as they seem by having like her her house is empty. There's no one else there. You never see her parents. Yeah, things yeah. that like a kid would immediately pick up on. Yeah, yeah. They put the twist at the end of the first episode, which yeah, we, we were talking yeah. about that. Yeah, I don't think we we mentioned that for the book, but um, yeah, this is the first time a Goosebumps book hasn't held a twist back until like the last fucking page of the book. Yeah, the like, the twist is literally the beginning of the like climax of the book like yeah and it's, it's great like, yeah 
yeah. works pretty well. Actually. It works well. Yeah, I yeah. think it works great. I think it works great. It also lets them in the show uh, have a like a training, a little brief training sequence where the shadows yes. teaching Hannah how to be a ghost, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. I would have loved that as a kid. I love that shit. I love it so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's also like they had to put the cliffhanger there because there's no way they could have ended the episode anywhere else and had kids come back and watch the second one. Do you know what I mean? Like this being a two parter, there was no choice but to make I'm the ghost be the cliffhanger. Because otherwise, what's it going to be? You know, yeah. like, like Mr. Chesney, like suddenly Mr. Chesney, yeah. Somebody. Which also, so here is a big change right out of the gate. Mr. Chesney is not a monster. He is an innocent in this world. Um, yeah, he's totally chill. He might be a reckless driver. He, uh, Mr. Chesney, yes, reckless driver. Uh, absolutely, fuck Mr. Chesney for um, hitting uh, Danny and not yes. stopping to check if he was okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? Danny, like, uh, yeah, this is another difference from the book, but Danny eats shit. Like, at that scene, Danny is uh, hit by a mail truck, by Mr. Chesney, flies into a series of trash cans and trash bags, and in, in just sprawls out in such a wonderful, like, pratfall way. But um, also, another thing uh, to mention... Um, uh, Danny is into magic, so uh, he sucks even more than we thought. The gathering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, real quick audio aside, Mr. Chesney, I have in my notes, kicks ass because of his, the way he's humming to himself, which is very similar to how uh, Mario hums when he pisses, which I believe, quote, rap a dap a dee da dap da da <laughs> actually i'll just have you know that i do hum to myself when i'm doing certain things but i only ever go that's not a joke that is a that is a thing that i do <laughs> i have heard him do this yes i can confirm <laughs> um also uh note to <laughs> note to everybody uh i have in my notes lameo even danny's helmet and bike are jet black this kid is nuts <laughs> that kid kicks ass this kid is cool, cool. Kid. Also, the faces that everyone makes, especially Mr. Chesney, when uh, Danny gets nailed by the mail truck, are fantastic. Yeah. They're super yeah. good. Highly, I, I think I'll put them on the on the the Twitter too. Um, but yeah, also Danny apparently when he when he got slammed by the mail truck, left a burn mark on the grass, which I guess is supposed to be his shadow or something. His ghost prince. Ghost, ghost prince. prince. Ghost prince. It's so insane. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I, I think that, so Hannah like walks Danny back to the house and we learn that, so another convincing way the show tries to like play with the idea of Danny being a ghost is that um, his house is overgrown. Yes. Um, Like there, like it, it doesn't look like it's been maintained because he just moved in. So like there is a reason for that, but it is, you know, uh, also, possible evidence to support his being dead um although i don't know how your house is on the market and like isn't being maintained but yeah whatever. yeah like, like you went over there and i hope they give you a nice discount on that when you, yeah yeah <laughs> they didn't clean up the fucking spider webs in the oven which we'll get to i guess yum 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 delicious love spiders in my pizza um the ghost keeps saying hannah which is really annoying um i love hannah screaming you're not real you're a ghost <laughs> <laughs> you you're not real you're a ghost hannah what are you talking about what's wrong she's wise to his tricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh can i just note by the way it's 993 so the cost of housing 
the median cost of a home in the United States was $126,000. Oh my god. <laughs> Just put it out there. That's how much they probably spent for Danny's house. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get mad about that. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, so yeah, a bunch of other shit happens. So we go back to Hannah's house who is typing on her computer, which I have a note here. Her computer gets two frames a second, which kicks ass. I, have, I also have in my notes, uh, there's a scene where uh, Hannah goes into the uh, into Danny's house and uh, her mom is clearly doing sign language, but uh, the, the way the shadow is casting on the wall, it looks like she's just really doing really shitty shadow puppetry. Uh, yeah, let's take a quick second here, actually, while we talk about... <laughs> so, okay, so I do think it's actually better that... Um, Oh, well, so actually, we're, this is ahead of ourselves with Danny's mom, but we didn't talk about this. A non-negative portrayal of a person with deafness yes. in this book, which is a huge turnaround for R.L. Stein. At some point, he healed. This is a book of healing. And he, like, he, <laughs> he is, his hatred for the deaf was abandoned, instead traded for an, uh, a, um, a burgeoning respect for them. <laughs> as far as we know. Well, in the show, I think it's better generally than the book, where, the, where in the book it's sort of played as, well, it was a, uh, it could be that Danny is lying. We don't actually see the mom uh, doing sign language in the book. Also, mom, the, the mom does treat it as kind of a shameful secret, I guess. Yes. Um, Whereas yeah. in the show, it's much better. It's just like normal. This is normal. And they both, they, they Danny knows sign language and like signs to his mom. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Loved it. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And Hannah goes like, that's actually cool. I want to learn how to do sign language, which is fucking same. I want to learn how to do sign language. Well, too. you would say that after you accuse someone's mom of being a ghost in her own home. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> you, uh, you she might. does seem like she's honest, though. Um, she does, she, it, it is portrayed like she actually does want to. Um, and so what actually happens first is that uh, Hannah goes into Danny's basement where she's immediately trapped and uh, menaced by an evil rocking chair. Yes. And then the <laughs> ghost comes out and is like, Hannah... Hannah, 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 Doing his best, um, Tony Todd and Candyman. Um, his, his best ain't good enough, I'll put it that way, compared to Tony Todd. But then uh, that's when she comes out and calls Danny a ghost, which is insane because Danny wasn't even in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> like, Danny was outside the house. Like, what are you yeah. doing, you crazy? What's the wrong with you? It's unhinged. <laughs> just imagine uh, bursting out of a room and they're just <laughs> turning to the nearest person going, you're not real, you're a ghost. I'm going to do that to a stranger. I'm gonna, um, can we talk about Hannah's home decor really quickly? Um, <laughs> I.e. her picture of jelly beans. <laughs> I didn't notice that. She there a picture. is a poster of jelly beans. Just a big old jelly bean picture hanging on the wall. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, tier. that's excellent. Uh, she uses the internet to Google about like the the stuff that happens in her neighborhood like she finds but somehow doesn't read the address yeah but somehow <laughs> misses the fact that it's her fucking house that burned down yep <laughs> yep listen she's smart she's got initiative but she doesn't have um the wits to use it let's <laughs> also i wanted to just quickly point out that you know hannah's a ghost uh yeah. who has a yeah. ghost computer that yeah. prints uh, yes and, and that's connected yes. to a ghost printer internet ghost internet prints ghost paper 
that then can be given to Danny, who can then read yeah, it. Yeah, so so let's ponder this. In the rules of this world, not only does the phone work to call 911, but also Hannah's ghost house has internet. Yes, ghost internet. To yes. use in her ghost laptop, which does have a ghost printer, <clears throat> which has ghost ink and ghost paper. <laughs> yes. Yes. It must be so. What are the rules? What are the rules? <laughs> what are the rules? Maybe it's running off of phantom power. Ah! Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Jihab lurking in wait. Jihab, <laughs> mm, you just jump scared everybody. <laughs> With a pun. Chump pun scare. So that leads us to Danny uh, revealing. Yeah. Uh, basically, we get to the you know she prints it out. Is like, oh look, this. I thought oh, she your goes house over to- was the one that burned down. And Danny's like, no, you fucking idiot. Look, look at the address. You you. Well, fucking so she moron. goes over. She goes over to his house, right? Yes, which yes. is also where she accuses the mom of being a ghost, which makes a little more sense if the mom's like ignoring her in the same room. You know what I mean? Like. Although I do, it doesn't make sense because of the ghost rules, but whatever. Uh, but also their house is like, because they just moved in and have new electricity, it's covered in candelabras. Yes, yes, yes. Like, which is great. One billion cam- candles. But also, there's a gargoyle in the house. Like, they just have a gargoyle sitting on their kitchen counter for some reason. Like, a full-size... And it's in shot a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. In a lot of frames is this gargoyle, uh, which is wild wild i i admire their decor i admire it um the commitment uh but yes then danny's like uh hey idiot read the article <laughs> like, <laughs> you're you're dead moron <laughs> like, and uh, my favorite part uh of this first episode is uh hannah uh, here okay hannah upon learning her house burned down yep. her family died and that she's a ghost no uh no. <laughs> she sounds so annoyed. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Oh, no oh, way. I'm a ghost man. Come that on. No. Sucks. Sucks. Oh, sucks. you can't. Oh, it blows. <laughs> I fucking hate this. I'm a ghost god. Mom. Mom. <laughs> Mom. I'm a ghost. Fuck. God, shut up, mom. I'm a ghost. Um, No, you shut the fuck Um, up, ghost mom. You shut the fuck up. I'm not a ghost. Um, I guess I don't have to do homework anymore. Whoa, uh, that's cool. cool. (laughs) Oh, but my laptop's not real. No! No! (laughs) Aw, fiddlesticks. I just bought ink for the printer! (laughs) Which is not real. No. I guess. Also, uh, at the beginning of... Uh, so we're on to the next episode, uh, which yeah. has Hannah saying, this isn't happening. It's not true. I did not hit her. I, did, I swear I did I not. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Also, the show smartly never shows Hannah's house until the part where they reveal she's dead. Yes. So then they can show that her house actually looks like even more dog shit than Danny's house does, which, by the way, this neighborhood, lot of bad houses, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> property values quite low <laughs> so then we get to uh probably the coolest difference uh which is just kick-ass which uh brandon already talked about uh yeah so yeah. The, the uh bye-bye man uh got saint patron saint of gossian blur gossian i keep saying it wrong uh shadow the hedgehog yeah yeah shadow the hedgehog uh reveals himself to be a ghost and hannah's like so you're a ghost and ghost is like yeah i'm a fucking ghost it's cool and we can do ghost shit you want to you want me to 
You want me to teach you some stuff? Also, uh, before we get too far, I just wanted to say that there is a line from the ghost man who says, I didn't mean to scare you, which, yeah, is by, by Untrue. S- saying Hannah <laughs> over and over in the creepiest way possible. Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. This is just how ghosts talk. This is how we do everything. Also, uh, hilarious here because the ghost sets up. He's hoist by his own petard here because he teaches Hannah how to move objects so she can torment Chesney for no reason. Yes. Uh, um, in a very goofy scene. Funny, goofy times. Um, and uh, so she now knows how to move objects, which we will learn is how she saves the day ultimately. Also, enter the worst fucking... Uh, characters in Goosebumps history, Fred, Fred yep. and Alan, mm-hmm. or whatever his name is. God, they <laughs> suck in this. They're so bad. They say at one point they say they're the coolest guys in town. Okay, we decided to give you one more chance to prove yourself worthy of hanging out with us. The coolest guys in town. Yeah, they say it like fucking Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I call them. Uh, oh, we're the coolest guys in town. <laughs> I call them the no grease greasers. They. The one of them, Fred, is acting like Tim Heidecker doing a cool kid character. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm the coolest guy in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird, man. Anyway, uh, flash forward. A uh, flashback <laughs> that happens about six times this episode. Oh, did you catch the the flashback to when uh, uh, Danny got uh, creamed by the fucking um, uh, the the mail van? Mailman. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was from a different angle, and you can get a way better uh, picture of Danny's stuntman. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, go back and watch it. It's very funny. The, the, it is clearly just a man. <laughs> just laying against the the trash cans and clearly not dead. what a large child <laughs> very large child does that child have stubble anyway um you, you could get away with bloody murder back in the day with standard deaf tv they review the footage and somehow it's g up yeah. <laughs> he's on the bike <laughs> my god you found my secret <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I, my memory's a little fuzzy on this, um, but I, I, I think that at, at a certain point we go back to Hannah's place because Danny and his friends, uh, his friends are basically so, trying to get Danny to prove that Hannah's real. So uh, his friends don't believe him right. and Danny to prove it is like going to get Hannah to show them that she's real. So he goes into the house to apologize to her and ask her for a favor. But while there, the ghost man, Shadow the Hedgehog, just full on throws a fucking plank of wood at <laughs> Danny's head. Uh, <laughs> like not not content to just let Danny die naturally. He's going to fucking murder this child. Um to which uh, she, uh, he is saved by uh, Hannah. Uh, and then, uh, in a very funny, silly moment, um, the ghost just, like, falls through a floor. Yeah, yeah, it's a ghost, but somehow it just <laughs> fell straight He has weight and matter and falls through the floor like an idiot. <laughs> Affected um, by gravity ghost, yes. Okay. Uh, so, um, And I think it was revealed shortly before this, or a little bit before this, that uh, this sh- that Shadow the Hedgehog is actually... Um, a ghost or uh, uh, Danny's ghost, just like the book. The, I don't know if it when it's revealed, like around this time. I think yeah, it's revealed it's, before this because Hannah um, confronts the ghost and says, "Like, wait, why did you try to kill Danny? Kill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, going, it's right now. Yeah. If, he, yeah. if he's going to die anyway, then why are you trying to kill him? 
so this is also just like the book. Hannah's having some weird feelings about when Danny's in danger. Yeah. And so this leads her to believe at a certain point, just like the book, that she's there to save Danny. Yeah. That she's been brought back to so that she can prevent um, uh, Danny's death. Meanwhile, Danny, uh, Fred and Anne, whatever his name is, have decided that they're going to kick him out of the the cool kids club. Uh, going to kick you out of the cool kids in town club if you don't up because there's been two strikes already. And they decide to give him one more chance. Yes, guys, because that's how baseball rules work. Mm-hmm. There's there's three strikes, you know, so you have to have a third one. You fucking dinguses. <laughs> we had to talk about it and decide whether or not you got a third strike. Um, so the, the first strike was um getting hit by a, the first strike was getting hit by a mail truck yes <laughs> on decidedly uncool behavior not very cool. second strike uh making up a ghost and not being able to prove that it's real and then now they're like you gotta go you gotta go play a prank on chesney yeah uh, because he because he tried to run you over remember and then they he, they go and the plan is to put a stink bomb in chesney's home yes which is yeah i mean it's better than killing him yeah yes uh, here's the thing about that though uh, like i'm not a stink bomb expert but aren't they usually like vials that are filled with like a liquid like a smelly liquid that you throw it and then when it oxidizes it like really like reeks i did find one um stink bomb that you lit but it was literally just sparklers and cat hair so i i don't know i don't yeah i don't know I'm not, i don't know i am interested in learning more about that if, if you're if y'all are stink bomb experts out there if y'all are stink you know, stinky folks uh, hit me up. I, I'm I am interested. Uh, I was a uh, goody two shoes. I've never even seen one. Oh, I I've heard of them. I, I think what that might be the the depiction of it might be like their memory of a cherry bomb. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, it looks like one. Yeah. So so Danny goes there, uh, lights the stink bomb or t- attempts to, but in so doing, like knocks over a lamp or whatever. Yep. Chesney comes down and is like. Uh, tries to find who if anyone's in his house, but Danny's hiding, so he thinks his cat did it. But it, the this <laughs> the errant match which Danny has dropped waited for the perfect time to light itself. Yes. And as soon as Chesney leaves the room, ignites and then also ignites the whole fucking room. <laughs> uh, good news, Chesney gets out immediately. But oh no, Danny's stuck in the closet because the door is stuck. Um. <laughs> And then the rest ensues almost as you would imagine. Hannah shows up. Oh, but she plays the piano to get everyone's attention because she can't yep. move Danny. Mm-hmm. She can't move Danny, but she can play the piano because Shadow the Hedgehog taught her how to use objects. What a, what a fool. Um, you played yourself. You played yourself. <laughs> and then as as she played the piano, he played himself. Uh, <gasps> and then people come rescue Danny. And then the family is seen for the first time ever. As Hannah goes off to heaven or whatever, presumably. Mm-hmm. And Danny goes off to jail forever <laughs> yeah. for being a fucking murderer. <laughs> Attempted. Attempted. And then we are sung out by uh, the worst Goosebumps remix of all time. Did you all listen to that? I did not. No. It was fucking awful. <laughs> what? <laughs> listen to uh, the ending of the link that you posted, Mario, for those two episodes, for the last episode in particular. Uh, the the uh, one that plays at the very end for cr- for the credits, I, I guess it's just like season four's ending of Goosebumps. It's bad. I'm clicking the link. It is I'm very bad.
just has like random sound effects in it and shit. It's awful. This is gonna be like the ending of Gears of War. <laughs> Coltrane's gonna come in and start singing, "Hey kids, you're Gears of War. It's a video Stay game cool, franchise. For <laughs> <laughs> the video game franchise, you might have played it. Um, maybe you didn't. Blessedly, um, <laughs> you lose. Oh yeah, okay. Can we talk about the fact that there's some kind of like 24 hour rule for ghost possession? <laughs> like after like. She gets Danny out. She's like, it's midnight. You lose to the shat to shout of the hedgehog. Yeah. Like as if that's been established at all that like she only had until midnight for Danny to die. Well, she, the, the ghost did say, um, uh, D- Danny will be dead by midnight tonight. But yeah, you're right. Because like, what's to say that the ghost can't just try like in like five minutes. <laughs> like, Oh, this is like, they put the spooky soundtrack CD over the. Goosebumps yeah. Yeah. Credit. It's, it's fucking awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's just like spooky sounds. It's so bad. I like how there's a couple of times in the episode where like the ghost fails to do something by a, maybe not that established time limit. And it just like takes a sec to process it and go like, is that how it works? And then goes, yeah, are we sure? no, <laughs> and then are fades we sure away. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> it's like checking. Che- oh, you're right. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Delayed reaction. Uh, uh, exorcism. <laughs> wait, am I? De- oh, fuck. <laughs> that's not how. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's got cartoon energy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Like when a, a car- uh, when a cartoon character runs off a cliff and keeps like moving their legs and then looks down and then yeah, looks yeah. at the camera. Yes, ball, yes, yeah. yes. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and just go around the, the horn and uh, just how, how do we feel about Give it a review. Give it yeah, a- yeah. Let's just, yeah, talk about our feelings. <laughs> hey, G up. Come. There, there. That, that's <laughs> the boy we all know and love. Hello. Uh, so uh, so uh, how did you come to your opinions on uh, this wonderful book? Well, I'd never read Goosebumps before. I'm content to say this would be my last. I see. I see. I, I hope that doesn't, you know, no, no slings or barbs or anything. But well, tis what it is. Agree. I just, I, I, I had a mental picture in my head the whole time, and it made me think of almost like a, like a, uh, a made-for-TV movie on Hallmark with really bad quality. And I don't know why my brain went to that, but it was just very much like a vibe and the writing and stuff. And it's just nothing clicked with me, you know, mm. but I don't read much fiction at all. So, mm. okay. Like I said, I kind of dodged these entirely when I was a kiddo. So at least I got to see what presumably the saddest one, supposedly. Yeah. 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 yeah you experienced the saddest one. Yeah. The saddest one. Mm. And, uh, uh, I guess I'll just dive right into my review. Uh, the best one. I think that this is a ten out of ten ghost uh, goosebump ghost bumps book <laughs> goosebumps goosebumps it it, it uh, yeah my ranking so far is uh, say cheese and die and let's get invisible are tied for uh, second and third place and first place is ghost next door this is really good it, there were so many things there were some annoying things but those are those come with the territory with like not only kids books but goosebumps books there are some trappings I think that's true. That yeah. you just can't escape, yeah. like you know, uh, main character being twelve years old. You're operating in a certain wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Ma- main character having uh, being twelve years old and having incredibly shitty family and or siblings. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's and some of the like little annoying things, like you know, the ghosts and stuff. But on the whole, I really liked what um, uh, what the ghost next door was doing and where it was going. Yeah, and I love having the twist earlier so that it c- it has more time to play out. 
and there can be ramifications. And I, I really like the, the ending because it, it's somber. It's like, it's not, you know, Oh, goofy wacky time. It's not like, you know, it, it's, it's saying something and it's saying it in a interesting and, um, uh, effective way. And I think that's really, really cool for kids. Uh, I, I think this is also one of the, one of those books that you can give to a kid where it's like, Oh, baby's first, you know, sixth sense where it's like, Oh, this has so many implications. If I read the book again, I could see all the times where it was hinted that she was a ghost. Mm -hmm. And that's why the dogs were barking at her. And that's why the people weren't talking to her and ignoring her. I, I think that really is cool for kids. And just like, you know, uh, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I just really liked it. It was really good. Um, hey, Brandon. Yes. What did you think? Uh, I agree with you in that I think this is kind of the ideal Goosebumps. It's the sort of thing that I was looking for as a kid, I'm sure, when I picked these books up and sometimes got. Uh, it feels like he tried way harder on this compared to the immediately previous, previous book, which feels almost like it was written by a different person. Um, the hallmarks are there. I don't think that's the truth. I think that maybe he just tried harder on this one or cared more about it or you know it, maybe with with camp nightmare he was just writing it and he's like i fucking hate this book i want this to be over and okay fine it's it, it's all fake okay it's all fake he, he they're on mars take <laughs> take that uh, okay book over and then this one it seems like yeah he actually was writing to a point uh he set some stuff up it feels like he went back and changed some things to make it more internally consistent after just it feels like they did the work and um uh, I think that this is, yeah, A-tier a uh, Goosebumps book. I've only read two in the last 30 years, <laughs> but uh, easily the best one that I've read yeah. in a long time. Yeah. All right. And now we have Mario's patented review. Mario. That's correct. It is It is now time to do the review that is patented. Let us go through your process. Let us, let us begin the process. Step one, uh, scariness. I think this book is haunting. I think this book is like emotionally very scary. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I think it's like affecting. It has, I think it's an affecting absolutely. book. Absolutely. It has implications. And yeah. it's funny because in the ways that it would be a scary, like like Scholastic coming in and being like, this game, you know, this this book needs to be scarier, RL. Add a fucking ghost in it. Yeah. But it's not scary in that be because that's stupid fucking ghost shit. It's scary because of the implications and what it's yeah. what the ending. Yeah, I totally in, agree. Yeah. In the same way that I have never forgotten Garfield imagining John Arbuckle, right? Yeah. I, I have never forgotten that because it really fucked me up. Uh if if I had I don't know if I read this one at the time. I truly don't remember. But if I had, I think I would have remembered it for that this reason. You know, I think that like the implications of like the, the the loneliness and the like the the lack of, like her family not being there uh, like I, I think it really would have hit me um a, as a very like chilling revelation um I also think that the shadow I think Shadow Hedgehog is is a, a fairly effectively spooky image um so I'm gonna say it's like a ten out of ten scariness this is like a ten out of ten um ten out of ten uh relatability AKA the kids zone uh, like, again, I think this is a 10 out of 10. Mm. Like, I think this is, like, again, highly relatable content. Like, and I mean, it goes for the same reason that it being, it's, it is emotionally affecting or scary. Like, it, I think that, like, these are fears that you can just have as a kid, you know? Like, I also think that, like, the, um, 
lonely summer vibes of this book are are quite strong mm-hmm. and relatable Very, because like yeah. as a kid i definitely like i mean like don't get me wrong i didn't like school <laughs> but but when summer came around it was like oh i'm not gonna see people all the time i'm gonna be like sitting around doing nothing a lot uh and it's like yeah i i, I feel that highly relatable and then uh rl steininess uh <laughs> Well, don't, you know, the thing is... I don't know. I don't know how steiny it is. I don't know this is, it's like... It's not very steiny. I'm gonna say this is, like... You've got some bullshit scares. You've got some bullshit cliffhangers. Yeah, like, the, yeah, but very the, few, though. Yeah, he fucks around with the dream shit. Like, the one where she fell asleep against yeah. the trunk of the tree was pretty fucking bullshit. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, but uh, I mean, that was, like, like, the only one, really. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a... Maybe a three on that yeah. scale? That makes sense. Maybe. However, I that scale is that could be a good or bad scale. I I consider this book excellent. I consider this book to be possibly the best one that we've read. Mm-hmm. Easily in my top three of them. I, I would say that's that's no question. So there you go. There you go. That's my feelings on it. It's good. If you're gonna read a goosebump book, you might as well read this one. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I feel. Agree. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh and uh just FYI. Um, we do have a Patreon. Uh, if you want to throw some bucks at us, that would be great. You don't have to. Don't feel obligated to. Just, you know, if you feel like it, if you enjoyed listening to us talk about Goosebumps, it's it's nice because, you know, we do pay for hosting and uh, the spread and spreading the, the podcast on various platforms so and, and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we got, like, you know, bills to pay and stuff. So if you'd be nice enough to do that, that'd be cool. Don't have to, though. Don't feel obligated. Uh, but yes, and uh, if you want to, drop us a, a note on Twitter. Uh, we are twitter.com slash YCSMpod. I am at BobVids. Uh, Mario, what's your handle? Uh, at Tomato Grandpa. Uh, Brandon, what's your handle? I don't know. <laughs> it's H at a change of pants. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's a change oh, of I pants, I thought you yeah. were going to do a joke about you being a ghost or something. <laughs> I don't know, because... Oh, man. I'm dead. I, oh. I want to... I won't ask you to edit that in, but I, I would have said something like, I don't know if I'm even alive. <laughs> are you all ghosts? Oh, uh, I didn't want no, to tell wait. you. You are all I ghosts. Tell you. I knew it. I no longer know what's happening. I'm a ghost. <laughs> I've been dead for a while. Time, uh, uh, for I'm real though, time is like, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. In the future. Um, for yeah. me at least. Hey, G-Op. Yeah. <laughs> What's your handle on Twitter? Oh, I think it's gone off the rail. That's my handle on it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm Mr. John. M-R-G-E-O-P. Finger guns. God damn you. <laughs> and what's your, what's yeah, your what's Twitch, your Twitch? G-up, by the way? Oh, it's just G-O-P. G-E-O-P. Holy fuck. That's nice. Plug away. Concise. Hell yeah. Had to haggle for that one. Oh, shit. Cool. Yeah, when do you stream, g Oh, God. Uh, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon is the housing Zillow stuff, and Tuesday evenings. But sometimes work comes in the way, but most of the time, yeah, get those four days in. Cool. And uh, we're, we're cool with uh, barging in at any time uh, and talking about Goosebumps books, right? Just absolutely wrecking yeah, house. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'll tell my monster fire on site. I mean, what? <laughs>
<laughs> we gotta talk about real L state Stein. <laughs> <laughs> real state Stein. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm having a stroke. Anyway, the modern housing market's the real monster. Hey. hey. All right. Our website is you can't scare dot me. Uh, ycsmpod.com is also the uh, uh, URL. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listening. And now is when we talk about predicting the twist. And Mario, can you can you can you go ahead and make my fucking day by telling me what motherfucking goosebumps episode we are covering next time? It's the haunted mask. Woo! What's up? Fuck What's up? Yeah. Hell yeah! I am fucking ready, dude. This for anyone who doesn't know, haunted mask is like this is the goosebumps the book. goosebumps book. Like we've had some earlier, you know. I would say that probably stay out of the basement. Welcome to Dead House. Say cheese and die are pretty high up there. Night of the Living Dummy, obviously, because that's where you have Slappy. The, yeah. the fucking, but yeah. I don't. The Slappy sucks, man. I I could take him or leave him. Whoa, uh, whoa, hot, hot fucking take. Big takes. That's harsh, man. But Haunted Mask affected me. Haunted Mask, I still remember it, which is why I vividly remember. I it. am not going to predict the twist. Is there even a twist in this book? No, uh, well, not really. This is yeah. If I remember correctly, well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, actually, uh, here, here, this. okay. Look, I'll just say this: the cover of the book is a child in overalls holding a very scary green mask that's drooling. The tagline is "If looks could kill." What is the twist? Geop. What's the twist of Haunted Mask? Predict it. Uh, you must. I don't, as the only, predict it. As the only predict one who it. is virginal to the ways of, of Goosebumps, you predict must predict it. T-Man. Could I get a pitch of that again? I'm sorry, my brain's kind of melting. I'm, I'm kind of far into a few calls at this point, so my mind is wavering. <laughs> I am, okay. The book, The Haunted Mask. Uh, it's on the cover. Mm-hmm. And on this cover that I'm posting in the chat right now is... A girl in overalls holding a spooky mask. Uh. The tagline is, if looks, if looks could kill. As the only one of us who has not read The Haunted Mask, you have to predict the twist of this book. What, What is R.L. Stein going to do? Is it the mask isn't one? haunted at all and she's just really weird? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's she's just real weird. Just, okay, that's, 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 the, that's the only direction I could take it out of this context. Because it's like, well, I it's do not think that's be, fair. It's like it's not going to be the mask is an actual evil being, right? That's too on. That's too obvious. There needs to be a curve. Uh, uh, one I can think of is maybe the mask is fake and it's all in your head. Maybe there is no mask. Maybe the real mask is inside of you the whole time. Smoking. Oh yeah, there it is. There it is. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the twist is that um, Jim Carrey's the mask is in. This. The twist is that you're Jim Carrey. But from Sonic, not from the mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, so- Sonic's friend, Jim Carrey. Sonic's enemy, Jim Carrey. Sonic's lover, Jim <laughs> <Carey>. <laughs> Who can forget the famous scene where Jim Carrey says, looks at Sonic and says, I am no longer your friend, I am your enemy. Um, I am no longer your lover. <laughs> I am no longer bound by the rules of decency. And Sonic <laughs> just says, come. <laughs> <laughs> come. <laughs> 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 Gotta come fast. <laughs> <laughs> Splat you later. <laughs>